Hello? Why don't you want to talk to me? Who is this? You tell me your name, I'll tell you mine. <laughs> I don't think so. What's that noise? Popcorn. You're making popcorn? Uh-huh. I only eat popcorn at the movies. Well, I'm getting ready to watch a video. Really? What? Oh, just some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Uh, I don't know. You have to have a favorite. What comes to mind? Um, Halloween. You know, the one with the guy in the white mask who walks around and stalks babysitters? Yeah. What's yours? Guess. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Is that the one where the guy had knives for fingers? Yeah, Freddy Krueger. Freddy, that's right. I like that movie. It was scary. Well, well, the first one was, but the rest sucked. So, you got a boyfriend? <laughs> Why, you want to ask me out on a date? Maybe. Do you have a boyfriend? Mm, no. You never told me your name. Why do you want to know my name? I want to know who I'm looking at. What did you say? I want to know who I'm talking to. That's not what you said. What do you think I said? What? Hello? Look, I gotta go. Wait, I thought we were gonna go out. Uh, nah, I don't think so. Don't hang up on me. I feel a little woozy here. On the Hold Up Podcast, <laughs> uh, my co-host is laughing already. Um, anyways, yeah, I am one of your hosts, uh, David Dennis, and you are listening to another episode of Hold Up, and I'm joined with... You have Matthew Cleary here from Bayou du Parc, Colombia, living in Bayou du Parc, Colombia. Uh, good to be back. Haven't seen you right. or t- talked to you since the Matrix trilogy. Yeah, yeah, another exciting and long franchise to dig into this week. But before we get into that, we have a special guest with us. Hi, it's Amy again. <laughs> uh, thanks for having me back. Uh, this is always fun. So, well, I'm glad, glad to have to, you. Yeah, me too. And yeah, because we have Amy, you probably guessed it is a horror franchise and one that uh, you can probably still go see in theaters or maybe on streaming by the time this episode is posted. We are talking about the Scream franchise. Uh, that's right, it's back after 25 years, so I figured we would look back on the whole series uh yeah we've we've been kind of doing a lot of whole series episodes recently (laughs) but i didn't i felt like this was worth talking about all of them uh because there are things i like and don't like about each of the screams it's not one where i just only wanted to talk about it wasn't like a spider-man spider-man 2 and then everyone kind of (laughs) agrees that the third one sucks situation although scream 3 not the best (laughs) But uh, yeah, we'll we'll get into that when we talk about that. Um, but yeah, I guess before we get into all the the spoilerific uh, discussions about things we enjoyed or didn't enjoy about the screams, I'm curious about your guys' like histories with these movies. I guess Matthew, if you want to start off, sure. did you actually get a chance to see these in theaters at all? And how was that? Like, what was that like? I did actually. Um, oh, awesome. 
1996, freshman year, University of Georgia. Um, I had seen um, some trailers for Scream and had, you know, had really good sort of buzz going on. And you know, I wasn't spoiled or anything like that because it's kind of pre pre the Reddit spoiler, blah, 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 you know. So, you know, and it was, I actually remember taking the city bus to the Athens, Georgia movie theater, watching Oh, wow. Scream. Home of R.E.M. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I didn't know you were um, that close to Athens. Yeah, no, yeah, because, yeah, Georgia's, yeah, the university is kind of in the self-contained part of the city, but, like, there's a mall sort of, you know, you can't walk there, but you can take a bus, so I took a bus to the mall. Uh, Campus Theater actually had great movies, but they would have, like, The Godfather and Apocalypse Now, and they would have a new-ish movie on, I think it was, like, Friday or Saturday nights, but it wouldn't have been, like, the new, new movie. Scream would have been, Oh, okay, yeah, it's kind of Western University, where I went, had, like, the same thing, like, they have a theater inside of the big student council building and they they'll play movie like second run movies and then each right but they were the opposite like they would play the new movies every day except on friday they would have like Uh, okay that's when they would have like the apocalypse now or akira or i went there with a girl i was dating at the time to see scott pilgrim because they were replaying that and i love that movie Yeah, I want to say cool. Athens had, or Georgia had like foreign movies Sunday. Then like during the week was some, it was you know something like uh, ordinary people or something like you know something that was relevant for winning an Oscar or you know uh, okay. network. I remember seeing the theater Chinatown. I saw in the theater. You know a bunch of um, bunch of movies like that. I'm really lucky to have seen them for like a dollar or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and then like Friday, I remember they had it was either yeah it must have been Friday. They had something like Evil Dead or so, you know something like kind of the goofy sort of movies. Oh, okay. Army of Darkness, so Evil like Dead, cult. cult yeah, yeah, that was the sort of you know. And then and then I think Saturday. This is before The Room. (laughs) The Western Theater plays The Room, I think, at least once a month. Oh, nice. (laughs) People bring spoons. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Very nice. Um, So, yes, I love Scream. Um, And then sequel comes out so fast. But I didn't see the sequel. It was like less than a year, I think. Yeah, more more time passed in in the movie than in real life, which is really (laughs) weird. Um, I I didn't see that in the theater. I, I saw it. Uh, it was, I went to the University of North Carolina. Well, I transferred to North Carolina. And I remember I was watching it with my roommate, but he I started watching it a couple minutes in. And I watched it up to the point where the roommate got killed in the, the police car scene. And then I stopped because I was okay. too busy doing something. And then it, t- it took me a while, I think, to finally actually watch it beginning to end. Um it wasn't really a huge. I didn't hate it or anything. I, just, I thought it was a little bit more mean spirited. We'll get into it later, but a little bit more mean spirited than the first mm. one. Not as funny. It's also longer, so that longer. That might be why you had a hard time getting all the way through it. Oh, and the ending made no sense because I saw the ending before the beginning. So you know, oh, sometimes on good. HBO, you'd start watching a movie an hour in, and you'd watch it and like, wait, I gotta have to watch the beginning when it comes back on HBO West or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, part three, you know, part of the reason it had such bad reviews. Uh, I just never really got around to seeing it until the same thing. I picked it up maybe on cable, um, maybe a few years after it came out. Um, you know, I think I agree with you on part three. Definitely not the best of the trilogy, nor the of the five. Po- quite probably the worst. Kind of, yeah. a, <laughs> kind of a horror movie that's just sort of doesn't do the scream thing as much. It's just sort of a basic '90s horror movie. Uh, then I saw the Julia, the Emma Roberts version. Um, 
gosh, it was probably, it was again on TV. It wasn't on, but a couple years after it came out, I didn't even know the movie existed. Um, I don't know if I was, oh, in, wow. Col- was I in Columbia by then. Um, no, because that was two, 2011, so I don't think. Oh, okay, well, I didn't. Like yeah, 2011. Unless you watched it, unless you, because you saw it after it came out, so maybe you watched it. I think, it I, I, think I saw it in, in yeah, I think I saw it in Columbia. I think I, I don't remember how I would have downloaded it, maybe, or uh, on okay. a streamer. Maybe it was but, on yeah. Canal Cine Plus. Cine Plus. <laughs> and, and, and I love <laughs> 4. I was like, wow, this 4 had me guessing. 4 was like clever. I loved 4. I was like, wow. They actually, you know, when I when I thought it was maybe one of those, because, you know, I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know it had even come out. So I thought it was maybe one of those, they had the name, but they didn't even have Nev Campbell or something. And then when I realized it was like a real sequel, I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. And I love the beginning, which I was confused when I rewatched it for this for this podcast, because I was like, wait, I thought that was scary movie that did that. Because I thought it was like, you know, because we we covered that a couple months ago. (laughs) Um, And then finally, um, I saw five um, just a couple days ago, a couple weeks ago, a week or two ago. And I liked it. Didn't love it. Um, Enjoyable. Very enjoyable. So, yes. So stream one theater. Rode the bus all the way to see it, purposely to see it. Loved it, loved it. And then since then, it kind of was a HBO cable streaming sort of series for me. So that's my Scream history. <laughs> okay. Uh, how about you, Amy? Um, <laughs> so I actually only saw Scream 5 in theaters twice. Oh, wow. okay. <laughs> uh, well, I so was... I'm the only one who saw Scream 4 in the theater. Yeah, I guess so. With um, a really obnoxious 14-year-old boy. But um, anyways. That's too bad. <laughs> that's too bad. I actually, yeah. So the first one, because I would have been around eight or nine when I saw the first one. Um, Matthew, I feel like the first one was probably aimed more toward like your age group because you were in high school when you saw it, you said? Uh, freshman in college. So I would have oh, been. Oh, yeah. So prob- 18, that probably was definitely aimed toward your age group. I was probably far too young to yeah. <laughs> watch it. I did. Well, you saw it anyway. I saw it anyway. Um, a lot of it went over my head back then. So I just remember it being scary and, and all that fun stuff. But I did enjoy it. I remember I, I did like it. Um, I think mainly just because everyone was in high school and it was fun yeah. and and also creepy. And, and it, it just really, well, you know, it's, it's a great film. Um, yeah. The second one I didn't see till much later. And I don't really remember, like, I, I watched it recently, so I, I remember it. But at the time, I, I don't remember having much of an opinion on it. It came out um, the same year that I Know What You Did Last Summer came out. And I feel oh, like oh, I would yeah. often blend those two movies and together in my head. Mm-hmm. In Me too. She's in both of them, yeah. <laughs> Sarah and Michelle Geller, so that makes it even more confusing. And, mm-hmm. and both of them, and like, the party of five movies. people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. they were both... Direct, or not directed they were both written by kevin williamson as well oh. but he mm-hmm. he wrote i know what you did last summer before scream okay and because scream was successful the studio was like oh give us that other script that you have sitting in a drawer in your desk mm-hmm. we'll make it too which is why it's not as good <laughs> i mean you can tell he was a more mature writer i guess when he wrote scream yeah fair enough like i wouldn't compare it to scream but scream 2 i feel mm. like the tone's probably on par because like i in my head again when i was a kid i would get those two confused like they would blend together in my head because they're very similar in tone um 
I I remember there being a lot of rock music and I know it's last summer. I I can't remember about Scream 2, but it kind of... For There's me, a little bit, yeah. I think yeah. Scream 3 is where they go overboard with the <laughs> soundtrack, like where the oh. studio is like, here's the 10 songs we want to put on a CD. Yeah. <laughs> we got to move some copies, put these in the movie. Um, Scream 3, <laughs> I actually have at my parents' place a VHS like copy of Scream 3. So I didn't see that in theaters, but I'm pretty certain my parents probably bought it for me um, when it came out. And that movie, I agree, it's not great, but I have fond memories about that one. I would watch it a lot when I was a kid. And that was kind of my go-to oh, scary nice. movie to show my friends. Because in my head, it was it was scary. It was a horror, but it wasn't so scary like I yeah, want, if I wanted to introduce them to it's, something, it's pretty tame. Even compared to the first two, Scream Three is pretty tame. It I, is. I think part of that was because Columbine had just happened like the year before. Okay. So I think they after that they kind of shifted the tone a little bit to make it more comedic and lighthearted than what it was supposed to be. But yeah, yeah, Scream, fair enough. Fair I think enough. as a result, Scream Three is like it's a it's an easy watch. It's a fun it movie. It's just, you know, plot wise. Oh it's so great. <laughs> oh it's super chaotic. Um which yeah. I'm more than happy to discuss uh later. <laughs> but yeah, uh Scream Four, I actually watched at my house. I had a bunch of friends over. I used to went back when I lived with my parents still I used to have horror movie nights. Um, where I'd have a bunch of friends over and we just like, you know, drink and eat snacks and watch usually two horror films. And that was one of them, <laughs> I remember. So, um, you know, I queued it all up on my laptop and we watched it. Uh, that was fun. I, I mean, I, I like that movie. Um, we can talk about it more later. But yeah, I have no issues with it. I, I, I thought it was very enjoyable. Mm -hmm. um, and then the fifth one, you know, I watched recently in theaters uh, once with a group of friends and then. And then we went to see it. We so we can talk about it yeah. on this show. Um, and yeah. So I really liked Scream Five. I think mm -hmm. I think a little bit more than you did, Matthew. Um but yeah, we can get a little mm -hmm. bit more into uh some of the issues we might have with it eventually. But <laughs> um yeah, I guess we can or I guess I gotta do mine. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> uh, I, I don't really have much of a history with these, I guess. Um, I watched the first three Screams all in a row when I was living in Hamilton with Mike, who has been on the show before, back when we were roommates. Um, he has a super awesome DVD collection. And I could, because we were roommates, I would just borrow whatever movies he had. And he happened to have the Scream trilogy on DVD. So I just watched all three of them back to back to back. And then I think Scream 4 came out like two years after that, or maybe even one year after that. Uh, and that one I actually did see in theaters, like I said, with an annoying 13, 14-year-old boy who kept talking throughout the whole movie. Kind of ruined it. <laughs> but I still really enjoyed Scream 4, even uh, in spite of that. And then, yeah, we saw Scream 5 recently. But I don't really have, like, a super, like, it wasn't, like, something where I saw it and it, like, changed my life or I have, like, super fond memories or it defined a part of my life or anything like that. It was more like I kind of need, I, I felt like I needed to watch these because mm -hmm. they were so culturally, they were, like, cultural touchstones, I guess. And, and Mike's, uh, well, girlfriend at the time, now wife, is also obsessed with the Scream movies, even though she doesn't like horror movies. It's oh. like the only horror movies that uh, Blair actually likes. 
So she she also recommended them to me, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll check them out. Because I wasn't super into horror at the time, but I was just... That was around the time I was just starting to get into horror, because I was starting to watch, like, David Cronenberg movies um, and some John Carpenter movies. Like, I was interested in these, like, practical effects movies from mm -hmm. the 80s. <laughs> and then, for some reason, I wanted to watch the Scream trilogy, and I did. <laughs> oh. and, thoroughly enjoyed them they're they're a fun like little marathon to have i guess yes um but yeah i guess getting into scream one i really have no complaints <laughs> <laughs> or very very few complaints about uh scream one i feel like it's it's a, a near perfect movie for me uh i think what it gets right that the most of the sequels kind of struggle with is the the tone and the balance between dark comedy and horror is, yes. is like perfect <laughs> in that movie. Uh, and very, a little bit like kind of Coen brothers esque. I feel like they kind of do that, like dark comedy and stuff like Fargo, for example. Sure. Like the murder scene in Fargo and the murders, the, yeah. the, wife, the wife murder scene and like the, uh, the Rose McGowan um, door open, very, kind of similar, kind of like, yeah, yeah. The scene oh, where the yeah. wife like trips in the shower right. and stuff, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's like slightly comical but terrifying at the same time. So you kind right. of don't know how to feel. <laughs> and the way the killers kind of react, they have that sort of like they, they're like the confusing kind of like what's going on here kind of thing, you know? Because they're they yeah, are the fact, the fact that the killer isn't an unstoppable monster that can come back yes. from beyond the grave a thousand times, mm -hmm. or you like blow him up and he comes back from hell or whatever. It's just like yeah. a normal person. If you yes. throw shit at him, he falls over and goes ow. <laughs> Which happens constantly. And I thought yeah, that, yeah. that was my favorite part when I first watched part one was just how in a fight, like, he'd get owned, you know? Mm -hmm. um, you know, They'd tackle him and, you know, Nev Campbell was an even match for whomever, Billy or Stu, whomever was the one at the time. Mm -hmm. And I, I like that because that's one thing I always disliked about the, you know, not, not like Freddie Jason sort of things, but like the ones that are like, okay, this is supposed to be just a guy with a gun or a guy with a knife. But why can he take 13 bullets and then the, the character turns around and he's disappeared already? Like this mm. this was much more like Michael Myers yeah. <laughs> in yeah. maybe not in the first Halloween, but in like in all other, of the sequels. Right. <laughs> he becomes progressively more right. indestructible. By the time you get to like Halloween six, he's like a superhero. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, somehow that doesn't make the killer less scary. Yep. If anything, it kind of makes them more scary because you know that it's a real person. Mm -hmm that's just running after you and trying to kill you. I don't know, Amy, if you have. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, well, thoughts. I agree. He's um, and especially in the movie, right. It, it could be anyone. And I love how um, anyone's a suspect. Yes, really? Like it's as Randy says, yes. Everyone's a suspect. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's, 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 it's the first one. It's super fun. Um, I love how they mix comedy and also, you know, horror together and that suspense element. I, when I saw it, when I was a kid, I was too young to fully grasp how great of a film this was and just how it really, mm, me too, um, I think. <laughs> yeah. And just how it like revamped the, the slasher genre. So when I did first see it, um, I do remember Tatum's death in the, uh, the garage door. I remember being really scared. I actually see, cause in my head before I rewatched it when I was in my teens, um, 
I remember that scene being super gory and super scary. Uh, when I wa- of course, because I was a kid. When I watched it again, it was still, I guess, scary. I mean, it, it served its purpose, but it's it, it's definitely it's not. Very fast, yeah. It's very it's, fast. It's very fast. Um, if you see the unrated version of Scream, which is hard to find now for some reason, it's a little bit longer. I was looking but... into that because... I, yeah, because I, I but read not, up... not by a lot. Yeah, I know. <laughs> There's not a huge difference between the original and the unrated. It's not like it has extra scenes or anything. Because it sh- has like 12 seconds of shit that the MPAA made him cut out. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because they show a close up, a quick close up of uh, the garage actually crushing her head. Yeah. Um. That part, that close up lasted mm-hmm. a little bit longer. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, it, I, I really like the movie. I, I appreciate it more for what it is nowadays. Um, also, I, I rewatched the trailer recently because I, I wanted to see how they advertised it because I know that putting Drew Barrymore in there and everyone, you know, leading people to believe mm. that she was going to be the main character yeah. and then they kill her off. The, in the Janet first Lee, basically, sequence. like what they did yeah, with Psycho. Exactly. No, I love that. Um, of course, when I was a kid, I didn't, I didn't know what was going on. Um, it, was, it was creepy to watch, though. Um, but I, I watched the trailer and you know what? It was really fun and really exciting. It was a great trailer. And I'm a little disappointed that we don't do that nowadays. Um, it just, it was very flashy and, and in your face. And I think they had like a song playing as well. And it's mm. just, it was, it was, it got me pumped yeah, to watch. Yeah, the trailers movie. are boring now. Yeah. <laughs> they really are. They're kind of, they're kind of just serviceable. They're just like, hey, here's the movie, go see mm-hmm. it or don't. I don't care. But well, back then they were like, fuck yeah, see this right. movie. It's yeah. going to be the best movie ever. Like, no, but really, I rewatched the trailer and I'm like, I want to watch this movie again. I already know what happens. I don't even care. I want to watch right. it. That trailer was everything. Um, yeah, and then also, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was it was even Drew Barrymore's idea to cast, because I think she was originally going to be Sydney Prescott. And then she said, no, it would be more exciting for the audience if I get killed off. Um, oh, in the okay, first, in the cool. opening, because then you don't know what's going to happen next. They, anyone could go kind of thing. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I read that that was her decision or her suggestion rather, uh, which I think is really neat. Um, I don't know. What else do I want to say? Yeah, one, one of the few <laughs> times that she has actually died on screen that I can yeah. think of. Yeah. Um, cause, um, but yeah, I had, I had kind of the same experience as you or like, I thought scream was, fine (laughs) but maybe maybe and i think a lot of people have this issue i kind of lumped it in with all of its imitators and Mm -hmm. and and movies that came after it which there are many uh, and we can maybe discuss some of those later but uh it's it it's definitely elevated above the other movies that have imitated it it's kind of like the whole jaws thing like after jaws came out in 1975 there was like so many like instead of a shark now it's an alligator or now it's it's whatever a bear or something uh but there were so many jaws ripoffs in the late 70s early 80s mm-hmm. uh and then same thing with like uh friday the 13th and nightmare on elm street like anytime there's a big landmark horror like this there's gonna be a billion gajillion ripoff movies that kind of taint its legacy a little yeah. bit but the first scream, just taken for what it is, is a near perfect movie. It's it's perfectly paced. Uh, the horror is actually scary. <laughs> it's perfectly executed. It, it it is funny at parts when it tries to be funny. 
Um, That's what I like about it, though. It, it does have a really good mix there. Um, and it keeps you guessing as well. And I think that's one thing that I really enjoy about the slasher genre is that you're wondering who it is and who it could be. And it could be anyone, realistically. In um, some of them, yeah. Unless it's like one of the later Jason movies and you just know it's Jason. And it's no, just, yeah. <laughs> you're just watching people die. But uh, yeah, I okay. know what you mean. Yeah, there are some slashers like, I don't know, like Prom Night or Pieces or something where it has that like Scooby-Doo kind of element to it. Yeah, I think it, it, I'm right now I'm just talking about the ones that took place after Scream and. You know, oh, okay. Yeah. Because um, obviously, you know, Friday the 13th, you know, it's going to be Jason after the first one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But no, I, I really enjoy that because it keeps me on my toes and it keeps me paying attention to the movie to, so I can try to figure out, I can follow along and try to figure out who it is. Um, and it's fun to go back and watch them as well because they do give a lot of hints, especially in the screen movies. They give hints to who it could mm. be, and if you're if, like, it's fun to kind of pick those out and be like, "Hey, like, mm-hmm. they it, really yeah. hinted at this." Or it makes like things that, or you're like, "Why did they kill that person?" Like, it makes more sense when you know who it is, right. yeah, why they're killing who they're killing. Um, and there's a lot of moments. Uh, I, I rewatched these movies last week with the commentary. Uh, and Wes Craven would deliberately have actors off screen when like the killing was happening. And then they would show up right after that mm. just to be like, Ooh, were they doing it? Like you'll notice Dewey doesn't show up in most of the scenes until right after the, whatever the bad thing happens. And he's like, Oh, what's going on? I was in the basement. Right. Or whatever. <laughs> like oh, how convenient. Yeah. <laughs> they de- deliberately kind of make all, everyone a little bit suspicious. Which yeah. Is- I appreciate. Yeah, I don't know, Matthew. Do you have anything to to add about? Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting how because because you're right. Me being at the college freshman age, you guys being a little bit younger when it came out, at that that I was subjected to the um, the vast vast amount of uh, scream rip. I'm th- I was trying to rack my brain as you guys were thinking. About this. I remember Urban Legend is right around the same time. Yeah, Urban Legend and Cherry Falls was yeah. one. And it, it, Amy would probably know these better than I do. Obviously, uh, I know what you did last summer. Right. Movies. And, and um, which I actually, I don't mind that. I think that was okay. That was I think maybe the best of all the sort of those teen sort of uh, newer sort of ones but um it's funny because um of those movies those eight movies do not age well i, ca- I caught uh, urban legend was on uh, i'd never seen it before and it was on um netflix and i was like oh okay let me check this oh, out okay yeah amy and i watched it recently oh, too yeah <laughs> not a great movie it's like a netflix party <laughs> not terrible it was I mean, yeah i was gonna say we had fun watching i had fun it. watching it, i yeah. feel like most of these yeah most of these teen slashers you can have fun watching it even from like a early 2000s nostalgia mm-hmm. standpoint where you can just kind of make fun of people's hair and the weird clothes that we were wa- right. wearing at the time oh yeah um but <laughs> the yeah baggy jeans oh, I, boy. the thing is like with these slasher films that came out after scream i really liked them mm-hmm. i was really young when i watched them so like urban legend that was one of my favorites um i know what you did last summer loved it cherry falls loved it what about i still know what you did last summer or I'll always know what you I've did never last seen summer. I always know what you did last summer and I don't want to see it. I've <laughs> Me heard neither. bad things. Um I, I liked I still know what you did last summer as well. Um but again, I would um 
like Scream 2, I like in my head, I would mix that one. And I know which Dilla Summer up because they're very similar. Um, but at the time, I just I think it was just the fun atmosphere. Like you have the, mm. you know, the teenagers. Um, so you have that bit of like the the high school, I guess, drama or the situation going on as well. That was all very, you know, entertaining to me as a child watching this. Um, you have the, the <clears throat> you know, the music at the time playing. Um, you have oh, the, yeah. the, the all the new metal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the comedy mixed in with the suspense. Um, and then, of course, you have the the scary uh, the kills and stuff, which I was big into back in the day. In fact, in some cases, I would have wanted it to be a little gorier. So. You know, that all really appealed to me as a kid that loves the horror genre. Um, so I, 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 I do kind of look back on these movies, um, you know, with fondness just because they were part of my childhood growing up. Yeah, and it kind of it makes me think of like the slasher craze that happened in the 80s, too. Like mm-hmm. there most of those movies are not great. But I still I don't think there's one that I've watched and didn't get some kind of like nostalgic joy out of watching it even though i'm I'm being nostalgic for a time where i wasn't even born yet but (laughs) but they're so they're so of their time that there's something enjoyable about that it's not these movies aren't trying to be the godfather or citizen king like Mm -hmm. they're not they're not aiming that high (laughs) so you can just kind of appreciate them for like the being pure products of their time and I'm wondering now, like for kids, like Gen Z kids who are growing up now, like would the what would the equivalent of that be? Like maybe like the CW shows that are airing now, like Riverdale or mm. something like that. Maybe. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not hip enough to know, know these things. <laughs> I, I'm not even sure. Um, I know that right now horror films are trying to, I guess be more intense i that kind of comes back to the whole thing with the the trailers that i'm seeing like hereditary for example and mm, they just the, have the that... quote-unquote elevated horror that yeah. they talk about in the new oh screen. my gosh that's right oh <laughs> yeah i'm not a fan of that term i thought about it more and i'm just not a fan because i because all horror is it's horror it, you know we don't need to pretend that some horror some horror movies are better than others but we don't need to like like you don't need to say, put the stamp on yeah. them. Like, don't worry, this is a real horror. This is elevated, this is elevated horror. horror. Or, smart or like when Silence of the Lambs came out, they went out of their way to never call it a horror movie because they were like, this isn't a horror movie. It's a legit, like, this is an Oscar contender. Oh, like, <laughs> if we call it horror, like, no one will take it seriously kind of thing. And the, that stigma is still around to where they have to be like, no, it's not really horror. It's elevated horror. I, you know, I, appre- I appreciated that kind of commentary that was in the new one. But. Yeah, and that, well, that's <laughs> one of the reasons why these movies are so great and why I think I appreciate them more now than I did back in the day when that all just went over my head is that they are, um, they really do, you know, point fingers at what's going on at the time. And they really do have a lot of commentary about that in the films, right? The first one mm. about the slasher genre with the rules that, you know, Randy mentions yeah, throughout yeah. um the second one all the like meta yeah analysis i guess so many so many I, I i listed some but i didn't even know if it was worth talking about not that it's not but it's just that i feel like at this point if you like if you see the scream movies and if you like horror you probably already know um you know that it is meta and that they they mention horror films like so many references to it throughout the first one alone um and, the, and that, that happens, you know, well into the, 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 
sequels as well, right? So I, like, I we could definitely go into it, but I just I feel like probably if you if you see them, you you already kind of get it. Yeah, um, it just it makes me wonder with because apparently they greenlit Scream Six already, yeah. and part of my problem is like, what is that one going to comment on? Like each of the first five Scream movies had, I mean, Scream Three is kind of dumb <laughs> in terms of like what it's commenting on because the first one was just like this is a slasher movie where everyone in it has seen slasher movies so they know how to survive a slasher movie but it doesn't matter because they're all going to die anyways uh, which is part of what makes it more scary Mm -hmm. and then the second one they talk about sequels and there's a whole discussion about like oh sequels always suck or whatever Mm -hmm. but they have to have more bodies and be gorier than the first one uh then the third one i feel like they couldn't figure out what to comment on so they're like oh trilogies i guess and it's the third part in the trilogies so they have to up the ante somehow which i don't like where is that rule coming from like what movie yeah that was a huge (laughs) flaw they didn't have the the the, they didn't have the scene of the 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 film class scene or film not film class the film film uh probably because discussion scene like analysis yeah because if they did they would just be saying like oh the third movie always sucks right it's all right (laughs) remember godfather part three and batman forever and whatever (laughs) okay you know what i like batman forever so i don't yeah i don't i don't like it i'm just saying in in the movie they'd probably be complaining about it but yeah that is they reference star wars in that one uh yeah even then I, i feel like return of the jedi is for me at least the weakest of the first three like it does, and anyway, that's a whole other discussion. <laughs> <laughs> it does, it does do some stuff right, but there's a lot in Return of the Jedi that is not done right. But yeah, and then Scream Four was kind of kind of came out right at the tail end of the movie remake craze of the early 2000s, when mm-hmm. even a bunch of Wes Craven's own movies were being remade, uh, like Hills Have Eyes and all right. that, Amityville Horror, and all these remakes. Uh, and then the new one is all about like reboots and legacy sequels. So I guess it, the, even then it kind of ties into Star Wars a little bit because they kind of not mentions but riffs on <laughs> the the general public feelings towards the Star Wars sequels, especially mm-hmm. uh, which kind of were the thing that kicked off this whole requel or legacy sequel kind of craze. But each one has like a purpose, I mean, like they they each have a different thing that they're commenting on. And I feel like if they do a sixth one, like what is what's going to be the point? Unless unless the whole point is commenting on like horror franchises that just go on too long. (laughs) I mean, they kind of already touched on that on the fifth one, though. Yeah, yeah. Truly, I don't think there needs to be a sixth one. I'm kind of bummed that there is going to be because at this point, I mean, it looked like like. The third one, even though it wasn't great, it was a it was an ending to the movies. Yeah. And I was content with that. And I feel like most people were probably content with that. When the fourth one came out, you know what? I, I didn't know that we needed a fourth one, but I didn't hate it. I welcomed it. I thought it was yeah. neat that we introduced a bunch of new characters, yeah. kind of got a new uh, feel, like a, a new kind of perspective for the genre. Kind of, um, I felt the same way about Toy Story 4. Like Before <laughs> it came out, I was like, we don't need a Toy Story 4. And then I really liked Toy Story 4, so... I guess if the movie is good, <laughs> it's fine. Keep making them. Yeah. Like as long as you can impress me. Um, yeah. Scream 4 
I'll just quickly say this, I guess we're kind of, maybe we're kind of jumping. Yeah, we'll be jumping around a lot. Um, (laughs) That was the only one that didn't have the right red hand or red right hand song in it. Oh, the Nick Nick Cave song. It didn't. I didn't know that. All the other ones have it, and the fourth one didn't. And I double-checked because I noticed it wasn't in there. And I double-checked, and sure enough, it's not. And I think that's really interesting because when it came out, it does have, like, a different kind of – like, it's back in Woodsboro, but it does have a different kind of feel to it too, right? Like, even though we have um, our three mains, uh, it really – it does focus on, like, Sydney's little cousin and, and her group of friends and, and teenagers then, right? So I thought that was interesting that they, I don't know if they purposely left it out, but that it was left out. It came back in the fifth one, which I thought was nice. Um, but yeah, I know that song's in all the other, like the three leading up to it. Um, and it, it, I feel like it's, it's part of the movie now. Like, I feel like that movie and that song go hand in hand at this point. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like uh, the Jason Bourne movies always, every single one of them has that Moby song at the end. <laughs> It's yeah, it's like that's the song. <laughs> it's like the theme song of the the Scream movies, I guess. I would say so. Like I I mean, if I hear that song, I'm going to think of Scream. I I feel like my only complaint about Scream 1 cuz like I said, I feel like it's a near perfect movie except for the MPAA being shitty and making West cut out like 10 seconds worth of blood and gore. Mm-hmm. Um uh the principal's death is the only part that always kind of bothered me, me just because there doesn't seem to be a... what was yeah, that me too i did not understand i didn't understand the motive behind it, I, it like yeah plot, i mean for the movie except he was kind of mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> but they, they don't show him being mean to uh billy and Stu specifically is just mean to two random kids right he does threaten them with scissors though we're yeah. very uh, sharp yeah. scissors, apparently. <laughs> yeah, apparently that was Wes Craven's idea to have him point scissors in people's faces. It doesn't make, make him seem like, ooh, maybe he's the killer. Yeah, I think honestly um, that was probably the whole. Well, also, he's used as a distraction to get everyone, like party right. goers, out of the house at the end of the movie. Yeah, like they did, they did incorporate it into the plot. It just seems weird. Like Matthew said, it, it doesn't seem like they have a lot of them. Motive to kill him, mm-hmm. unless they were thinking that far ahead. Like we need to find a way to get everyone out of the party, so we better kill this guy now, so we can string up his body later. That's no, that's what I think it was it, for. And it's funny because you're thinking, think about it. These are two high school kids planning this. There's no way they came up with that, and that there's that plan could have easily not gone well, right? Like they had yeah. to call the house and and have someone answer the phone. Right. Um. You know, to notify everybody about the the principal's murder, and then hope that everyone that leaves. everyone is like, yeah, I want to yeah. see his dead body. That's awesome, right? Because like <laughs> I some hate people, that guy. yeah, yeah, like it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, and then everyone will run out to go see it. Like that's that definitely could have gone wrong. Um, so yeah, I agree. That wasn't that was a weird part. In... It's the only part I'm a little bit meh about and apparently uh, again this is coming from watching the the commentaries before doing this uh that part wasn't in williamson's original script that was bob weinstein (laughs) complaining that there wasn't enough people dying in the movie's second act which is true like between drew barrymore and then a bunch of people dying at the end of the movie almost no one dies in the middle part of scream except for Fonzie, right. like 45 <laughs> minutes into the movie. So 
that was like shoehorned in because we have to have someone die kind of halfway through the only like really kind of redeeming quality of that scene is the one really cool shot where they like zoom in on uh henry winkler's eye and you can see the killer like apparently that was like an optical shot that they like they added in the killer's knife later into his uh, pupil and it's a cool shot so that is cool okay well (laughs) also makes up for it one thing i liked about it and i did get this when i was a kid because i'd already seen all the nightmare on well not all of the nightmare on street movies but like you know, at least the first one. Um, the janitor. Oh, Fred the janitor. Played right. by Wes Craven. I love the little cameo. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was a cute little uh, hat nod there. Also, I, I didn't notice this. Again, going back to those uh, commentaries, I learned a lot. Uh, Wes Craven is also standing in front of Jane Silent Bob in Scream 3, playing like a random Hollywood tourist. So the next time you watch that, <laughs> look out. I think it's actually him and Kevin Williamson are right next to each other. And he's like looking around, taking pictures. Oh, that's right. <clears throat> yeah, that's you can see cool. him very briefly. Um, oh, I loved uh, Matthew Lillard's performance. Love it. Love it. Oh, it, yeah. It, I, it was I forgot to talk about so that. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just remember when I was younger, like high school or yeah, like late high school, early college age. He was my friends and I. He was always like the butt of every bad actor joke. Oh, really? Yeah. Whenever we had to think of like a terrible actor to be in something, it was always Matthew Lillard. And looking back now, I'm like, why did I think Matthew Lillard was a terrible <laughs> actor? I guess because I'd only seen him in the Scooby Doo movies uh, or something. Okay. But yeah like i mean that's not really his fault no no those aren't supposed to be (laughs) but he's he's fantastic in the first scream like he's probably my favorite part of the whole movie and i've seen him in other stuff too and he's he's great in every he was in the descendants as well he's really good in that i liked him in hackers as well that came out oh yeah (laughs) yeah like a year or two before yeah yeah Uh, no he's good i thought he was um i thought he lended well to the movie Uh, i know he that he ad-libbed he ad-libbed to some lines um i know Mm. that yeah the i think the you fucking hit hit me with with a phone (laughs) yeah Yeah, that was ad-libbed i think um, and where he's like my mom and dad are gonna kill me that too i love that though honestly him being over the top in my opinion works really well for his character and it fits in the movie that's my opinion there but um, there's a there's a really stark contrast where you watch that and it works so perfectly and then timothy oliphant's performance in scream 2 so doesn't work for the, the same reasons like he goes super over the top but like matthew lillard is the kind of actor who should go over the top Mm -hmm. Tim Oliphant, not really. No. <laughs> I love, I love like kind of subdued. Um, like he's in the new Star Wars shows, and he plays like kind of a cowboy sheriff, like the same character he plays on Justified. He's perfect for that. But don't yeah. cast Timothy Oliphant as like a crazy serial killer. It just doesn't work. <laughs> what, yeah. What also bugs me about him, like even his his character uh, Mickey, even being a killer at the end. What was his reasoning? Just just that he was a, he was already a serial killer, and the mom like searched for him and found a serial killer to do her bidding mm-hmm. it was dumb yeah <laughs> like, he didn't need to be there part of that i, was I really dumb. feel like they could have got rid of him and she could have just been revealed to be the killer and it still would have worked out 
Except, I yeah. guess, where they need maybe needed two people at once to kind of make some things yeah. work. Yeah, there's a few scenes, like, where the sorority house is being attacked. I think there's a, like, you kind of needed two killers for that. But they would just have to film those scenes so that you wouldn't have to have two killers. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. I, I just, I really don't think that he added anything to the plot, really. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't know, but... I think that's weird, he kind of disappeared. <laughs> he, like, disappears from the movie, for, like, he's in the film scene, right? Yes, yeah. Like, <laughs> for, like, 40 minutes, yeah. It's like, remember this guy from right. 40 minutes and ago? And he was, wasn't he just the kid, like, in the film? He wasn't, like, friends with the, the group, right? Am I misremembering? He was kind, he was, I think he was kind of like Jerry O'Connell's... Friend. Right, but he wasn't because even when he's when he's singing, uh, oh, that's right, he's in that I scene. Think I love yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's kind of a cringy the scene. Cring- <laughs> the cringiest yeah. moment in the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, he's he's like standing there, like kind of clapping along. Yeah, if I, if I could reshoot that <laughs> movie or just like edit it, I would take out that scene. Yes, yeah. and also the scene where Sydney's in the play. Oh, I don't like that um, scene either. Yeah, I, think, I don't like yeah. Yeah, because I, I think it's kind of pointless in my opinion. Like I guess it's there for what drama, but I don't I that's don't... kind of uh, uh sorry. <laughs> no no no, <laughs> just go ahead, go ahead. Uh that's kind of goes along with like one of the one of Wes Craven's like obsessions, I guess, and directorial trademarks, which is like the whole idea of people watching stuff and like uh, deconstructing narrative structures. So I guess that's why he wanted to have like a play within the film. So the people in the film are watching the play and we're watching the film. That would be great. It kind of goes along with his like whole meta analysis thing. But I don't think this is the right genre for that. Um, And like an artsy Mm, thriller. Sure. That would be cool. Um, Syria, for example. Yeah. And it, it also seemed like entirely too expensive and elaborate of a, play for a university to be putting on with their budget like yeah my university has done plays and they have like no budget for for costumes or sets it's just like people wearing their regular clothes you know getting up on stage doing their thing Mm -hmm. good for them but they don't have all these like rock walls (laughs) made out of actual cement apparently yeah i was gonna say it's like it's yeah. it's Billy. heavy because it falls on yeah it falls on Billy's mom and yeah. like she's physically hurt by it. It's like it, that was foam. Shouldn't, yeah, <laughs> shouldn't that be made out of like cardboard? Maybe that's her weakness. <laughs> foam, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, cardboard rocks. Oh no, how did you know? <laughs> uh, but yeah, that I agree. That part was a little bit over the top but i feel like there's uh i guess if we're jumping to scream 2 a little bit and again we'll be jumping around a lot i, I do feel like there's a lot to like about scream 2 mm-hmm. um i was actually really surprised i looked it up yesterday on rotten tomatoes and scream 2 is the highest score of any scream movie mm-hmm. no which really it shouldn't no it should not no it should not i watched scream should i watched a long form yeah scream 2 is like one percent higher than scream for some reason there was a, i don't know if you guys watch amanda the jedi she does a youtube film review thing and she had a when when no, I'll have to she's, she's a up. huge scream she's really good her all her videos are you know good 20 minute you know film criticism but um 
she was she did a long form like uh, hour and a half of all the screams and she brought that up and she said what she went over some of the negative reviews and a lot of the negative reviews were negative because they said this is too meta there's too much of an in joke like like the reviewer didn't get the uh, you know because it was new to the no one had done that before oh, okay so it was sort of like a you know the this movie would have been good but there's too much of this meta in references and stuff so yeah well that's kind of the point you know um, oh, okay. so maybe when scream 2 came out people had warmed yes, up to that absolutely kind of that's exactly what what she had said in her video and that mm. makes sense to me mm, that makes yeah. Sense. yeah yeah, because I feel like if those same critics were to re-review right. those movies, they'd probably change their tune a little bit. But there is a lot I really like in Scream 2. I'd almost, I'd probably rank it about on a par with Scream 4. Scream 4 might edge it out a little bit for me. Yeah. Um, but like, I really, I really like the scene uh, inside of the cop car, which, is, which is basically yeah. that might be why you're getting it mixed up with. I know what you did last summer because they have the exact same scene, and I know right. what you did last. That's summer. That's what I'm saying. They, they, <laughs> like, they blend together in my mm. head. I can watch them back to back, and I'd probably get the confused. You know, it's just like Sarah Michelle Gellar's in both of them. Um, it's a group of teens. A lot of things happen at night. There's a creepy car. There's scene. a car. Yeah, a cop stuck um, in a cop car scene. But I think it works a little bit better in Scream 2. Again, I think it was written later. So they're like the one. And I know what you did last summer. I don't think she even escapes or I don't remember how she escapes from it, actually. Like, it's not as clever as like kicking out the front and then crawling past the killer, which is a really good way to build suspense, I guess. Oh, yeah. I know that that was really good, of course, because the killer's passed out and they have to kind of. Make their Don't way. wake daddy. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I find there are a lot of no. Okay, so I, I should say I'm 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 kind of hating on Scream Two right now, and I don't want to do that because overall I do like the movie. Um, and there are I agree with you. There's a lot of great things about that movie too. Um, and overall it's an enjoyable movie to watch. So I don't want to. I I'm putting it down a lot. And I don't mean to. <laughs> um, there are a lot of fair enough. Yeah. So I'll say that first. Um, that said, there are a lot of in my opinion, character choices that don't make sense. Yes. Um, especially when that dude gets on the tables in the middle of the cafeteria and freaking sings. Yeah. Like, who does that? Yeah, that was dumb. Uh, and the way people are reacting to it, they're just like, yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> Not like, shut the fuck up, I'm trying to eat. <laughs> and flash mobs weren't a thing yet, so calm down. Like, you don't need to do that. Um, and then when he gives her his necklace, or was it his letters or his, his yeah, it's like Greek thing. letter necklace. And uh, the friend mentions like, oh, his frat boys are gonna beat him up later, uh, just so that way we can, you know, later grab a scene of him being kidnapped by his frat boys and tied up. And yeah, that was kind of dumb, especially because their their hazing was literally just throwing beer on his naked body. Yeah, which I'm like. <laughs> What? That's not really. That's not all that bad, actually. Didn't they also get him <laughs> drunk? Didn't they also? Feed yeah, him? yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so- but ha- most of the beer isn't even in his mouth. It's just like <laughs> thrown onto him. Right. <laughs> yeah, kind of strange. Um, I did like the car scene a lot. You know what? One thing I really liked, uh, and again, I'm I'm big into practical effects and whatnot. So I, I thoroughly appreciated how they did. 
um, when the one cop got like, I guess like that pipe through his head. Oh kind of thing. yeah, um, that looked really good. Like, Especially really scary. for for Scream, like mm-hmm. they, most of the killings are just people being stabbed. That's a very like. That's something you would see in like a John Carpenter movie in the 80s or something. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was really well done. And like I liked the dummy that. head kind of imploding. And stuff. Well, because it was it was that filmed at night, too. Right. So they, they were really able to. And they had the, the I guess, from the lamp or whatever, the street light shining on it. So you can kind of see the blood a little bit. Um, and yeah, that, that was really good. pipe wasn't supposed to go into his head like uh, it was they were aiming for his shoulder and missed. Oh, okay. And they just kept it in. (laughs) I thought it it was great. Yeah, I feel like we've covered most of what I didn't like about Scream 2. Oh, except the big thing, (laughs) the the most controversial thing. I'm curious what you guys think about uh, Randy's death. Because I brought this up on on a Discord chat that I'm part of. And we've been talking about the Scream movies. And one guy ranked Scream 2 in last place, which really surprised me. And his main reasoning was because he hated Randy's death and how it was handled. Uh, but I kind of defended it a little bit because I was like, you kind of need that to not to feel a little bit unsafe. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you guys would agree. I, I would. That was actually one of the things that had been spoiled to me. And I was like, oh, that guy's awesome. I hate yeah. I hate the fact that they killed that guy. But that's actually part of the reason I think I didn't like go out of my way to see it. Because like, oh, I like that guy. I don't want to see him die. Mm-hmm. Um I now for the for the movie it actually makes a lot of sense because I think what I was reading on a Reddit or something that the Billy Loomis's mom that's the only person she actually kills because he was like he was calling Weasel Face scumbag son and that's when she grabs him from oh, behind yeah, yeah. because you know I guess the theory was you know that for this. What, what would she be 50 no probably older a 50 something year old woman frail woman just to be like overpowering everyone and that was that those were the timothy everyone else is timothy all just because of oh, okay so that's why she needed to find a right because like a 20 year old serial killer right because he had the brute force and he was you know yeah. um i guess this, that was the one that she gets triggered because because he was insulting, uh, he just happened to be right where she was hiding. But he was, she was insulting. Uh, he was insulting um, Billy Loomis's uh, face and everything. But. Plus the fact that it happens, it happens in the middle of the day, right. and it happens in the middle, and it's in public. It's so really, you're really un, unsafe mm-hmm. from that point on because it's like we're killing a legacy character right. from the first movie. We're doing it in the daytime, so you're not even safe in the daytime. And we're doing it, he's surrounded by other people, and he just gets pulled into this van. And they definitely make you think Dewey dies, because Dewey, in the, was it the hospital? Because he was supposed to yeah, die. Yeah, like, I, like, I actually was <laughs> confused. I was like, yeah. I rewinded it to see if he showed up again, but I was like, oh, wait. He hasn't been, since the hospital scene, he was not in the movie anymore till the very end, right? Um, and he gets viciously stabbed multiple yeah. times in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I guess, and I get the problem is, I think I knew I had been spoiled by the time I saw it. But I think if I had seen that in the theater, I'd be like, "Wow, David Arquette, he's done." And then I'd be like, "Oh, cool, he's back." You know, it'd be that would have been a kind of a cool theater moment, I guess. But um, yeah, that was like a last minute. Like they just shot that scene of him getting loaded onto the stretcher right, at the end right. as like a 
as a just in case, like maybe we'll keep him alive. Yeah. I don't know. And then I guess at the last minute they were like, yeah, let's keep him for the next one. <laughs> I keep on reading that because of a script leaks that there was like, it was a, like, I, I thought the, oh, yeah, the, they changed the it lot. would have been the, the roommate who actually, I, I like that theory. Cause I thought she was a bit underdeveloped for a really potentially great character. Um, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, you know, instead of let's say Timothy Oliphant didn't exist, and she was the Timothy Oliphant's part of the killing or something. I, I like that because she would have had motive and his motive is very weak. His motive is, you know, he wants to go to trial yeah. and blame video games and TV for his actions. That's that's silly. <laughs> but um, you know, I liked too. I liked it a lot more watching it in this rewatch because I don't I don't remember liking it when I first mm. saw it. And I the reason I didn't like it back then was I thought it was too mean spirited. I thought the the like the, the roommate's death and some of them were just in it was just almost like a like a Halloween sort of murder instead of the uh, scream one, which I think the most mean spirited one would have been the Henry Winkler one, and that's just how the kids react. Like oh, cool. like the way they reacted, which sadly I think maybe is realistic because <laughs> of people filming. Yeah, on, you know, people put murders on Facebook messenger and stuff nowadays but you know i was like oh because i remember watching the theater thinking like oh that's a horrible way you know i would not have acted that way if my principal was strung up on the goalpost i would have been like oh my god this is horrible you know yeah. he's a nice guy but i actually might <laughs> at least when i was in high school i liked right? my principal he was, he was, he was nice. fine you know, he was <laughs> but this principal yeah. apparently was an asshole yeah, which they guess from the one scene right, that we got the one scene slightly he's um, he disciplines some guys who deserve discipline <laughs> Um, yeah, <laughs> but um, no, I, I actually I like to a lot going on. I just think that was sort of um, you know the 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 yeah, like, that's weird. And Jerry O'Connell's death too, yes, especially yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Like, the, like the darkest, like saddest Sad. part of the whole. And I mean, like, and I didn't even like the character nor the actor. <laughs> you know, he was just yeah, he just felt he bad just felt yeah, him. he's yeah, innocent, <laughs> and he's getting he dies with thinking um, Sydney blames him. But one thing I got to touch on this, the Omar Epps, Jada Pinkett scene. Um, I don't understand the crowd. Like I've never seen any of these sort of Friday the 13th, any sort of, I've ne- I never watched these movies. Um, you know, this actually one thing great about Scream is that it, it's so enjoyable despite me not being a horror fan. Someone actually, I've avoided horror usually. I avoided slasher mm-hmm. movies when I was a kid. They just scary and i didn't like them and you know now as an adult i'm like oh this is more silly than scary but as a kid i was just too scared yeah, to yeah. watch a friday the 13th <laughs> yeah Friday. as a kid uh, same I, I was like i was scared of the boxes i think in my head i thought they were going to be more gory yeah. than they are i had but... nightmares about the video boxes sometimes you know like the the, the happy ant mask with the the knife through it for the final chapter that's like was stuck in my head when i was a kid <laughs> but anyway okay now this stab oh. <laughs> stab is Stab is essentially a movie coming out a year after the Woodsboro murders. And this is a real thing that happens. But the people show up to Stab dressed as the serial killer, like, and they're acting like animals. Yeah, they're running weird. up and down. They're stabbing. <laughs> like, first of all, like, I don't know if that's a comment on, like I said, I've never been to these movies. I don't know if people run, go show up in hockey masks and pretend to chainsaw each other during Friday the 13th movies. But I was like, for, why would a crowd act like such animals? They're not even watching the movie. They're just running around. And also, that's that's so exploitative to have, you know, hey, however many teenagers died in this real event less than a year ago. So we're going to make a movie about it. And then mm-hmm. kids are going to show up and, like, treat it like it's a, it's a 
comedy. I don't. I just thought that was really weird. Mm. That that I think that's yeah. I think there's a little bit of social commentary there yes. that Wes Craven is putting in there again, because uh, again he's kind of obsessed with like media and how we view media. Uh, but yeah, the way it was handled is kind of weird. <laughs> I do agree with you. Yeah, no, I, you know what? I agree with you. And the thing is, again, when I was a kid watching that, it never even, it never even clicked. Um, I am glad you brought that up because I actually completely forgot that I wanted to say that I thought it had a really strong opening. Um, just the way that they kill off, uh, you know, Jada Pinkett Smith. I I like that part. I thought that was really, where where she dies and everyone goes quiet. Again, I think that's Wes Craven's like. It was a scary way to start the movie, Mm. but, uh, but, but going back to what you said, actually, Rewatching that movie now, I'm thinking, and I thought kind of the same thing. No one would act like that. Like this murder happened, and uh, I know they're not in Woodsboro in this movie. She goes to college elsewhere, but they're close mm. by. No one, yeah, gonna, like the same state. Yeah, like no <laughs> one's gonna freaking do that. It's kind of, and I don't, I don't want, uh, I don't, I feel like I shouldn't bring this up, but um, I would kind of compare this. Oh God. I don't want to do this. <laughs> um, I was saying, can I say, because I was thinking of if they made a movie about the Columbine murders and people showed up dressed as the kids right, from like Columbine. wearing trench coats. Okay, very good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's kind of analogous. I mean, I don't know what the kids from, but imagine the kids from Columbine wore like weird masks so right. that they were like, tried to be scary or something and then they made a movie about it and everyone was dressed as the columbine kids yeah there you go no not okay (laughs) no one's gonna do that you know like if they even show it in theaters which if it was if it happened there i'm sure it would be banned from that area no yeah. one's gonna go in and oh yeah, like they're not gonna sell costumes oh, yeah, it's like, for it. It's like that Carlo Homoka. Was that who you were thinking? Yeah, about? that's oh, what okay. I was gonna say, and it's still <laughs> to this day really hard to talk about. But just yeah. in St. Catherine's, like you know, Paul Bernardo and Carlo Homoka, um, they committed those murders. And the movie Carla came out. Uh, it wasn't released around here. It didn't go to theaters. Uh, no one talks about it. Like it's just you know, I think I think we're trying to maybe like just not pretend it doesn't exist obviously but just we're not wanting to bring attention to it yeah it's kind of hush here yeah so why on earth would these people go to see a movie about people that died like nearby you know it just i think it would because i think there are movie i'm sure wes craven had been to movie screenings like when the first nightmare on elm street came out there were probably scream screenings like that Mm-hmm. Uh, where maybe not sure, that. exa- that's an exaggerated version, yeah. but people, people yeah. wearing the claws sure to the theater cheering on freddy people, yeah but y- yeah yeah it seems like people were more reactive to movies back in like the 80s and 90s than they are now right. i do agree so if but, it wasn't based on a true story if it was just a horror film i do yeah agree. then it wouldn't be weird no, right yeah. exactly. no i do agree Yes. It would still be a little weird because they're like really into it. So. Yeah, it would be yeah. an exaggerated thing. Because I, I could imagine people wearing claws to a Friday, what's it called? A Nightmare on Elm Street movie, and like, yeah. like, like cheering Freddy doing something in the like in, in the to a yeah, especially yes. in the later like part five right. and part or six or cheering Chuck like Chucky doing something. You know, I, yeah. I can see yes. that, but like I don't know. Like you guys brought up the the Paul Bernardino thing. I remember Slenderman. There was some Slenderman murders in the Midwestern United States. And right. they made a horrible movie about it. That movie didn't show in any of the theaters, like in the Wisconsin, uh, 
like Michigan area where that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, it had the wish upon girl and a, you know, so critically, critically just, you know, really panned movie. And they had a, they had a, they had to <laughs> chop it to bits to make it not seem like the real slender man murders. And, you know, and I think like, cause there's nothing about Billy and Stu, like they didn't have a manifesto. They didn't have like a, there's nothing where someone would like glorify them either. Like there's just, you know, there's sort of a, it's not, they're not comedic characters like Freddy. Cause there's not a movie. It's the first movie about it. So why would you even wear a ghost mask thing to the premiere? If you hadn't seen the movie, you know, it's just weird. It just doesn't make any sense if you well, think I mean, about the, it too much. The mask thing kind of makes sense. Cause they were, they were literally handing them out. So I'm assuming it was like a premiere like a promotional sure, thing, like sure. come to the premiere and that, you okay, get a that's free right, ghost. That's right. People weren't bringing them from home. Costume that's with true. the glow in the dark night. That's true, and and that's the clever thing about the Jada Pinkett murder. The the clever thing is that people were like, I thought it was part of the show, which I kind of made me mm-hmm. think of the Joker murders in the uh, Denver, I think the Colorado area, where a guy had shot up a movie theater. Horrible, horrible case. And people didn't react at first because they thought oh, it was yeah. like the theater doing a promotion for the Batman movie, the Dark Knight, I guess it was. But um, yeah, I think it was. Dark yeah, Knight. yeah, another you know very tragic um, situation where um, you know people assumed it was part of the the thing, and you know obviously mm-hmm. that happened years later. But yeah, that that part works for me. The Omar Epps part doesn't really work for me because like what I don't understand. Like he puts his ear. To, that was kind of weird. That was kind of forced, I guess. But, you know, and also for the yeah, knife to go through the divider, knives <laughs> don't work like that. Bathroom dividers don't work like that. You know, that that's not really, uh, that was kind of, you know. <laughs> And how would the killer know exactly where his ear is? Yeah. Also? And also, if you heard that in the bathroom, wouldn't you just assume it was like, you know, some, you know, like a some sort of prostitution you wouldn't like be like hey let me listen in you know it, it just seems no. weird <laughs> no i finish up my business and leave. Right. Exactly. Be like cool yeah. you have fun exactly. okay bye you not like, want to be seen by the people you know you know it's just weird i don't know it's just but that's another example of something that had to happen perfectly in order for that to, to play out if he just walked out of the bathroom then what's what's next what's the killer's plan because he's I'm right. curious too, like why why did and maybe I just wasn't paying attention, but why did the killer even kill Jada Pinkett? Oh, it's because of her first name. Her name Maureen. Yeah, she's Maureen. Oh, Omar Epps was yeah, Steve or something. Okay. Yeah, they all had names related. Which is which is actually kind of forced and kind of clever at the same time. I guess it was sort of Yeah, because I was thinking like the first one, the girl at the beginning, the Drew Barrymore character, like dated stew for a bit so yes. it was probably stew's yes. idea to kill and her boyfriend because he's jealous of what's his name steve the boy scott yeah 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 okay that, yeah and that confused me for like years because i was always i actually kind of like uh, most like i hate how halloween created the backstory as the movies go along and it makes them it makes the original <laughs> one worse you know, there's a cold. Oh and, yeah, like once yeah. he's part of a and cult it's all like, and like, all this like, stuff. Well, <laughs> we taught him how to drive. It's like, oh, okay, now that yeah. now you ruined the first movie for me. Um, but um, <laughs> but no, this one I kind of like how the backstory and they, even part three, which is so much ex, exposition, um, and they ple- they piece together. I I don't mind. It's kind of confusing, but I don't mind it. I like it. I, I would say I actually enjoy the the scream the scream story and lore. And um, yeah, I like I like the stuff about Sydney's mom yeah. in the third yes. one. I don't really like that she has a 
it's like her long lost brother. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, it's yeah. Kind of, that, that was kind silly. of cheese. It, that's kind of that's kind of a soap opera type of yeah. <laughs> moment. And he was but I like that I do like that we learn more about her mom's backstory and it's it's kind of a commentary on the whole Hollywood like casting couch sure. system and, that was still and Harvey Weinstein is, is the producer. And yeah, he produced mm-hmm. it. <laughs> that was kind of a little better. Yeah, I was saying that to Amy earlier before we <laughs> recorded, like they produced these movies and probably watched sure. them several sure. times. Made them a lot of money. And they were just like <laughs> They were just like whatever. Like I, I guess if you're if you're that you're that evil and you're doing that without any you have no fear of repercussion and you're just you know that whole just power reveals sort of thing. You just don't see it even as probably like you know, yeah. Like, like I wonder if Harvey Weinstein was sweating at all when Lance Henriksen I, died. I very doubt that. He's, he looks like he's always yeah, sweating. <laughs> Um, I, one thing I did love, I love the cotton, I love the cotton shooting, um, what's the actress, actress is kind of famous, uh, Laurie Metcalf. Um, oh, Laurie Metcalf. Because he's like yeah. Diane Sawyer interview, and then like, oh, he yeah. bargains with her. He's, it seems as if, if Sydney says no, it seems like he'll shoot Sydney. Like there's, I like that about the cotton character. Um, <laughs> and I like the cotton Yeah, character. and there's apparently the original ending for scream 2 everyone dies that was another thing they changed oh, wow. uh, yeah like he she kills or or he kills sydney and she like stabs him so they both kill each uh, other reservoir dogs then, kind of uh, everyone at the same time shoots each other yeah, yeah yeah like everyone dies at the end of the movie at the same time kind of thing and what what's her name uh gail doesn't come back up like she does in the the version that we saw so i'm kind of glad they changed that yeah <laughs> me oh me too, too. yeah one thing i mean there'd be no series or they would have to drastically do something different in the third one I guess. well what i was gonna say is one thing i do enjoy about these movies is that for the most part it, it's always like it kind of wraps up in the end like there's always some sort of hopeful ending which I don't know. I think for these movies it works. Yes. I don't always love that. I, I love it um, for these movies too because I don't like I don't like nihilistic. Like I think um like I know what you did last summer has a much more nihilistic sort of tone to it. I like how these all yeah. end is sort of like yeah, and it has the forced. I hate the like forced jumps final yeah. jump scare. That's like my <laughs> yeah. least favorite horror movie cliche. Like I actually really appreciated the the second Conjuring movie just ends with uh i forget their lorraine and i forget the dude's name but they're just like dancing together right and then nothing happens right. it just fades out and i'm like thank you thank right. you for not having the nun right. pop out of the right. screen at the last second right. Pe- pennywise doesn't like <laughs> pop his head out of a well or so. yeah no i, I yeah <laughs> i hate that too i hate that yeah so yeah i'm glad that they didn't do that with the screen movies the the killer always comes back for one final mm-hmm. jump and then gets right. shot in the face and then he's gone and then it's a new <laughs> killer it's not some super supernatural nonsense where you know maybe that's the problem with these Halloween sort of movies someone else should have become Michael Myers instead of instead of forcing some weird retcon to say oh well this is actually why he's still alive because blah, blah, blah. you know instead of that they, I like that about these yeah. movies you know if, if had, how, how poor poor would it have been if Billy Loomis is the killer in part two too and then they're like you know you yeah. might have thought I was dead but you know actually and then he goes in his long speech yeah. how he survived <laughs> yeah I went I retreated into the mountains right. and a hermit nursed me back right, to exactly. <laughs> and now that I've told it's you my life <laughs> 
Yeah, they they don't they don't do the talking killer actually. They do the to- they kind of make fun of the talking tr- killer trope, or they do they do that kind of they do make fun of it in a clever way. I think in all the uh, all, the worst one I think is part three where he does do the talking ch- killer trope without it. It's sort of just the trope itself rather than subverting the trope. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. You know. Like where he's like monologuing yeah. his entire yeah. planet. He's like, now that I've killed everyone and I have you at gunpoint, and there's no reason I don't kill you too because I haven't explained my motives to anyone else so far. Let me begin. There was a young woman. She wanted to yeah. be an actress. <laughs> you know, I was like, okay. <laughs> it was just, it was contrived. It was forced. Um, it could have been done more yeah, cleverly. I mean, there were a lot of things in Scream 3 that were forced or didn't make sense. Um, a lot of character choices that wouldn't that were wouldn't actually happen. Yep. Shh. When do we see breasts? I want to see Jamie Lee's breasts. When do yes. we see Jamie yes. Lee's breasts? Breasts? Not until Trading Places in 83. Jamie Lee was always the virgin in horror movies. She never showed her tits until she went legit. Could afford a decent pair. <laughs> What'd you say? That's why she always outsmarted the killer in the big chase scene at the end. Only virgins can do that. Don't you know the rules? What rules? You don't... Jesus Christ, you don't know the rules? Uh, have an aneurysm, why don't you? There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. For instance, number one, you can never have sex. Big no no! Big no! Sex equals death, okay? Number two, you can never drink or do drugs. No, the sin factor. It's a sin. It's an extension of number one. And number three, never, ever, ever under any circumstances say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. I'm getting another beer. You want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back. Yeah, I guess do we want to jump ahead a little bit to Scream 3? Can I say I liked it? I liked it. I actually, of all the, like, of all the worst, how, how did I say this? So all the worst, ver- like we always watch one or two, two or three films on this on the show. That was my favorite of the worst of all the worst. Like the, the worst scary movie was unwatchable. Mm-hmm. The worst Matrix is not yeah. horrible. It's just boring. The worst uh, Halloween, yeah. again, it's not so bad. It's just not that good. Um, what was the other one? Batman, you know, whatever, whatever. Anyway, the worst version of the series I like this of all the worsts in terms of it's a breezy watch. It didn't bore me. Mm-hmm. It's over before you know it. And it had Dion Richmond is in it. I, I love him. He was in uh, not another teen movie and tripping. Um, and he, the Eddie McCoy. Who does he play? In, he plays the the Randy character that becomes Ricky. I can't remember the character's name. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. One of my favorite. He 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 had cancer, beat cancer, kind of had to retire from acting because of it, sort of at his peak. But um, oh wow. Um, and he, I think he's still in the New York theater scene. But he was one of sort of those underrated, uh, early late eighties, early nineties sort of actors that I think could have been really okay. big if he didn't have the uh, and if he didn't unfortunately have uh, he had cancer, then he relapsed. Anyway, but anyway, Dion Richmond's great. Um, and he the the small bits he has in part three is really really funny and he's really really good he's no no no, i'm not randy you know you know there's some really good there's some really good like character acting i i love parker yes in parts like she is easily my my favorite part of that movie 
there's like the there's the scene where her Gale and uh, and Dewey are driving and just like she keeps imitating everything Gail's yes. doing and she keeps like giving these really intense looks <laughs> like she's really into what everyone is saying. Like, I don't know how people didn't laugh. Like there must've been a lot of outtakes of just people laughing at whatever yes. Parker Posey <laughs> did. Cause apparently she's the kind of improv actress where she'll try a different thing each time they yell action. <laughs> so they kind of didn't know what to expect from her. And then they would just take the funniest stuff and include it in the movie and yeah, she's great. Patrick Warburton is yes. great. Like, I wish he didn't die as quickly because his character is hilarious. There's a lot of like really funny, fun characters in Scream 3. I really wish Parker Posey's character didn't die. Like, I, I hated how the way her character died. Just seems like they needed to kill someone yeah. in that moment. I, I wish she had <laughs> been the sort of the Randy survivor, kind of like the character everyone loves that that makes it through. Yeah, kind of thing. yeah she's awesome. Yeah, and then you can kill her off in the fourth one, I guess. Yeah. Or just or not just have not her in it. Yeah. No she she goes on and has a career, at, you know, <laughs> not, not in the movies. Yeah, that would have been that would have been bad. I love her. She's great. Um, I, I, did you like, I thought Emily Mortimer was really bad in it. And I she's okay in some stuff, but I thought she... Yeah, she's kind of mad. Because, yeah, yeah, she's better She's better in a lot of other stuff. Yeah. Seen her. She, she was... I didn't think she really got a chance to do much that role. No, she didn't. Yeah. She, and her 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 ending scene is very rushed. Like she's, I, I mm-hmm. think part. Of, and Wes Craven gave an interview. I don't know if you guys read this. That she is actually alive, and she is the second killer. That her death is a stage. Yeah, she was supposed to be. Well, oh, he said in an interview yeah. as if it's canon, though. Like he said, no, that's like. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Really? If you Google it or so, I might be on think- but. He gave an interview where he said, "Yeah, that's yeah, actually." Yeah, I think that. in the original script, she was the she was going to show up actually as the second right. killer because she was like dating the director guy, right. okay. and she's playing Sydney in the but, movie. Yeah. And, you know. I don't know why they changed. I think again, I think that might have to do with like internet leaks yeah. where people had read the the Scream Three script. Uh, I think part of that was. Or that was partly why they kept changing the script on the fly. Because Scream mm-hmm. Three, out of all of the movies, had the most production problems mm-hmm. in terms of like they kept changing the script constantly. Right, rewrites the day of, but, like handing someone their lines. Yeah, or they yeah. would film three different, like the end scene mm-hmm. uh, where I keep forgetting the guy's name Patrick, from, Patrick, <laughs> from Grey's Patrick Anatomy. Dempsey. Oh, Patrick yeah. Dempsey. Patrick, yeah, Patrick Dempsey shows up. Uh, they filmed a version. Where he doesn't show up because they're like, oh, we might kill right. him. They filmed the version where he shows up and he's in a cast, which is the one they used in the movie. Right. And they filmed a version where he shows up and he's unscathed because they weren't even sure if he would show up right. at the end of the movie or not. Or if they would kill him if he did show up. <laughs> like, I am so. glad that they brought that back to the fifth one and, and decided that uh, him and Sydney would get I love that. That was episode. awesome. That was, that was really yeah, cool. Yeah. Was really cool. Oh, was that his... Was was that him? Yeah. That? In the in the in the fifth one, um because I know she mentions her husband's name, Mark. But yeah. I didn't know he was Mark. Yeah, Mark and Cade. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. So maybe maybe he'll actually show up if they do a six. Yeah, he could he I could don't. be a surprise death, which I wouldn't like. I like her having a happy ending. <laughs> she deserves it. I know. I, I still don't think there should be a six one. It is, it's, it's... I feel like what they're going to do, and I, I don't want them to, but I, I think this is where it's going, is like, this again, the Star Wars sequels, the fr- spoiler alert, I guess, if you haven't seen them, in episode seven, they kill Han Solo. Mm-hmm. 
episode eight they kill Luke, and then episode nine they kill Leia. So I feel like they're going to end up doing like Scream Five again. Huge spoilers. Don't listen to this yeah. if you haven't watched the Scream movies yet. Mm. Dewey dies. Yeah. So I think in the next one probably Gail will die, and then in the last one Sydney will like blow herself up or something mm-hmm. to kill the the, the villain at uh, the end. So I don't, like, I don't <laughs> know. I'm not again. I, I I agree with you. I think it it should it could have just ended here. Like I'm fine with it ending here, mm-hmm. or make another one in. 20 more years uh-huh. when uh, Nev Campbell is like 60. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and see what what are the horror trends in in 20 years that we can poke fun of. Speaking of Nev Campbell, I just want to say she is gorgeous. She is. Like I like I don't in the fifth she is, yeah, one. She's like girl next door kind of gorgeous. I was I just appreciate. I was blown away. Like I was like girl, I'm so happy you're here. Like she, I don't know. I just find her incredibly stunning and like she's just aged so well. She's, yeah. She's <laughs> Canadian too, right? Yeah, I can't remember oh. where she's from. Yeah, she's I think she's from somewhere in Ontario. Yeah, yep, she is. What? That's awesome. What, like Oshawa or something? Yep. Uh, really? I don't know. You can look it up. <laughs> I, I, uh, yeah, Canadian. I love her. I just really love her. She's great. She really is. She's a great actress. Were um, you guys too young for Party of Five? Because Party of Five came out when I was like a sophomore in high school. And Party of Five was awesome. I love like Party of Five was like the first show that was sort of like the post nine hundred two and zero realistic teenagers, not silly, not oh, too. Okay. I've heard of it. I've never. Yeah, you I've guys would have been too young it. for it because it came out when I like she's five years older than me in real life, but I think her character was sort of right. Or maybe it was the, anyway, whatever it was, the that was sort of like my age level sort of thing. It was really realistic stories and it didn't get too much into like the, you know, and now the drug episode, you know, someone gave Nev Campbell a marijuana <laughs> cigarette and she smoked it. And, you know, it was nothing like those sort of shows. Um, it was great. Anyway, she was, so when this movie, when Scream had come out, part of the reason I was like, I gotta go see this is because she was, um, you know, she was in it. And I was like, oh, she's awesome. She's a great actress. She's lovely. Mm-hmm. She's, she's, uh, has a lot of range. And yeah, it's great to see. Is that right? She's 48. She looks, she looks the same as she looked in part three. She's wonderful. Yeah. She really is. She mm. really is. And yeah, I'm, I'm so glad she's still in these films. Um, I love seeing her. Like, honestly, to me, she's just. That would be actually, that would be my one big complaint about Scream 4 specifically is I feel like she's not in it enough. I was okay. She's also, she's not in, she's not in Scream 5. I'm more okay with her not being in Scream 5 that much. Because I, I think they handled it better the way that they brought the characters back mm-hmm. felt more organic. Scream four, they bring her back almost immediately, mm. and then she just hangs out yeah. and kind of does nothing for most of the movie. Yeah, like she should have either hung back and come into the story later, or been given more to do. I guess Scream, I don't know. It's, yeah. I like Scream four a lot, but that's like one of my few complaints about it. I feel like she just doesn't have enough screen time in that. I- I like Scream 4 too. Um, sorry, I just want to say, well, it doesn't matter. But um, no, I just, I feel like it has a different, I think I mentioned this already. It has like a different tone and vibe. Like we're seeing it from a different um, age group at this point. We're getting introduced to different people. Um, and it's just kind of, it's still Scream, but it's, 
it's a little bit funnier, but yeah. like more, not like Scream 3 goofy funny. No. No. More like meta, like almost like community type <laughs> That's of. That's actually a good comparison, yeah. <laughs> well, the opening scene is it, definitely it, something you know, at the community. same time, like community started around 2009, 2010, right. and this mm-hmm. came out in 2011. So this was when like things being meta and like movies and TV shows thinking about themselves mm. <laughs> was like the big thing. Cause a lot of Judd Apatow movies kind of do that too. Sure. Like I remember like funny people, uh, Adam Sandler plays like an analog of himself and they have like trailers for really shitty Adam Sandler movies that don't exist. Right. <laughs> Stuff like that was, that was kind of the thing in like the early two thousands. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed. I really like you. I really enjoyed that opening scene. Love where the opener. It's so funny. Like, I thought it jumped out a third time. Like I thought it was like stab five, then stab six, then stab seven. But it's only six, then seven. But... And that's literally why I got confused with scary movie because I was like, wait, I thought this was something because it was. It's so funny. Like it's so and like all. The, let's see, who are the? Uh, it was um the woman from the piano, right? Anna, what's her name? Uh. Oh, Anna Paquin, Anna Paquin right? And Kristen the, Bell. And, uh, Kristen yeah. Bell, yeah. <laughs> in the one scene. Because I got, I was thinking of the Jenny McCarthy, Pamela Anderson scream, not scream, scary oh, movie. Yeah. That's what, because because Jenny McCarthy's in part three, and so I was really getting my head confused a little. I was like, wait <laughs> yeah. a minute, I thought I watched this movie already. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they start to kind of blur together yeah. a little bit. Um, but yeah, I guess before we move on to, to Scream 4, there is a lot, like we talked about some of the stuff we liked with Scream 3. There's a lot I didn't like. <laughs> I think chief among them is those stupid voice changers. Yes, I don't like that either. It's too, like, it's so it's dumb. dumb. And it's introduced in some way. I don't like how they, I don't like the cotton um, the cotton opener. Of all the openers, I think this is the weakest one, I think. Yeah. Like his, yeah, his death should have been integrated into the story yeah. a little bit more. I didn't like it. I but. actually had, so when I first watched this movie, so I want to tell you that I've watched this movie so many times, <laughs> I almost know it off by heart at this point. Um, in fact, uh, David and I watched the third one together recently, and um, she asks, uh, Sydney asks at one point, uh, Detective Kincaid, what his... Favorite, favorite scary movie? Yeah. movie is and then i i already said like oh my life and then he says my life because i just remembered it i just remembered it i'm like I, um so when that movie came out first of all i also hate the voice changer it doesn't make sense it's, it's stupid. stupid um <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm also not a fan um it's just a plot device and it's a way for them to get around um i don't know convincing characters to go into situations they wouldn't normally go into anyway it doesn't matter when i first saw the movie I wanted more gore than the movie gave. It did give, it, it gave some fun deaths, but I wanted more because I was. It's the only one with an explosion, which also is a part that makes no, make no sense. sense. Like yeah. how did the killer know he would light a match? How, why did he, why did the guy even read the thing in the house? Why didn't he just go outside? Why didn't he I use know. a flashlight? Like there's so much that, so much had that to has happen. to line up perfectly for the house. I know it, it didn't make any sense. Um, but yeah, so my idea originally for the opening, um, I had it play out in my head a little differently. It would have been gorier, but, and the thing is for that movie, I'm not saying this is like a better opening. You're probably, it's just by the time I was like, this would be cooler. It'd be creepier. So 
Cotton has his, we are introduced to his talk show called 100% Cotton. And same, same idea. He goes home and, um, you know, Ghostface is already there. But instead of Cotton finding his girlfriend and then her getting killed in front of him, she doesn't die. Ghostface finds Cotton first and like kills him and then puts on the wall like 100% cotton or something and then she sees him and screams and it like zooms in and goes scream three yeah that would be yeah that would be better because <laughs> I, like I, like I mean like he he'd still die but uh because i mean get i guess we didn't need him anymore i don't know what their reason was maybe his his story had come to an end but i just think that would be a lot more fun instead of her wandering around with uh creed playing in the background for <laughs> no reason because we gotta get it into the soundtrack <laughs> and even when they go to the set the movie set later in the movie of like the house from the first scream which i guess doesn't make a lot of sense, but I, we don't know the plot of Stab 3, so I guess Stab 3 could be about them going back to that house. But anyways, in Sid's room, there's yeah. a Creed poster that was not there in the first... I don't even think Creed existed when they made the first... Or they were just starting out, maybe, when they made the first Scream. But, but I, I, like, what, a 15 or 16-year-old girl isn't going to have a Creed no. poster <laughs> in her bedroom? <laughs> No, maybe a maybe like a fifteen year old guy who's in, really into like alt rock. Like I, I had a friend, like a youth group friend when I was in high school who was really into like Smashing Pumpkins and Creed and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. So, but yeah, no, not someone, not like a Sydney Prescott type of character. No, it's definite product placement for sure. One hundred percent, it is. Um, I don't. How did you guys feel about the Jay and Silent Bob king? I didn't. I didn't. Like, I thought of... it was dumb. I, really? I I didn't remember that from the first time. Like I said, this was one of the movies I saw on HBO when I that was all I remembered from oh. Scream Three. Like going back into it, I was like, the only part I remember is Jay and Silent Bob. <laughs> I, <laughs> I forget who the killer is. Everything else, I forget. Yeah, um, when I was a kid, I didn't, and when I first saw this movie, I had no idea who they were, so that scene oh. didn't make any sense to me. Why are we stopping the action to show these two random people? Yeah, I'm just like, all right. Nor did I know who uh, Connie Chung was that they mis- uh, mistook Gail Weathers for, so it really just didn't make sense to me at all. I'm just like, all right, cool, that's a thing that just happened, I don't know. Her bangs look terrible in that movie. Yes, wow, Everyone agrees. Yeah, 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 yes. They was, were bad. I was going to say Scream 3 is easily the ugliest <laughs> of all of the Scream movies in term, not only in term, like everyone's talked about Courtney Cox's terrible haircut, but even like the set design is that awful, like early 2000s modern art style that everyone was into at the time yeah. that really hasn't aged well. <laughs> the clothing style is everything terrible about early Those, 2000s like, leather clothes. leather pants. The weird some of the shirts people are wearing even with like the big collars and stuff like I don't that was the, a weird time the, yeah for the early fashion. 2000s was a weird like the the 90s is a little bit more timeless I think in terms of fashion like I watch stuff from the 90s and it doesn't it looks dated but it doesn't look awful the 70s is kind of like that too the 70s looks dated but I'm not like what were they thinking <laughs> But the early two thousands, I'm like, what were we thinking? <laughs> it was, yeah, it was it was bad. I oh, we already kind of went over. But yeah, Scream Three is almost like a little. If you want a artifact of everything wrong with early two thousand style, 
watch Scream 3 because <laughs> <laughs> the hair, the makeup, the set design, everything. Oh, also, um, it was really, it was kind of forced how they had all the characters, like all the legacy characters get back together. Yeah. Like Sydney, I kind of get the killer called her house, but she was still safe. You just had her phone number, but okay. So she comes, whatever. Um, but Dewey, the only reason he was on set was because I guess he was like a consultant. Yeah. Like a technical advisor, yeah. because I guess they needed someone to give them all the, I don't know, inside scoop or whatever. And then Gail was there just because she's a reporter or was a reporter. It just, that felt kind of forced. And these are things that I wouldn't have thought of when I first watched the film. But going back, I, I was, you know, at this point I'm, I'm picking mm-hmm. out all the, I guess, flaws or whatever from the movie, which overall I still enjoy and would gladly watch again, just to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm the same. I don't, I don't hate Scream 3. I can still watch it and have a fun time watching it. Yeah. It's just really, it is the one with the most bafflingly dumb choices and again i think a lot of that came down to a kevin williamson didn't come back i think he was just busy with dawson's creek or something uh and b the the fact that they were kind of rushing the script and changing the script last minute so there's a lot of little things that don't make sense there's the part where like gail feels the killer's pulse and is like don't worry he's dead <laughs> yeah and then he's alive it's like she felt his pulse <laughs> apparently according to Wes craven's commentary there is a deleted scene where he explains that the killer like cut off the pul- like circulation to his arm somehow right. but they removed that so it just makes it no just sense make yeah, sense. yeah. <laughs> So there's a lot of little little like nitpicky plot hole kind of issues more more in Scream Three than in the other ones. Yes. I will say that movie uh, when I watched it and uh, you know saw that uh, the director had like this hidden theater. More than anything, after watching that movie, I wanted a hidden theater oh. in my house. Apparently, Courtney Cox after that movie had someone install like a hidden room oh, that's in, so her, cool. in her house with like the, where you can pull the books out and stuff. Cause I'm... I guess she's, she is really into like interior design. And... Oh, that's so cool. I'm obsessed with like <laughs> little hidden awesome. passageways or something. And I think it probably stems from that movie. Just like <laughs> having a, like, yeah, a little bookcase or something that you can just open. Like It's definitely the most Scooby-Doo of all of these. Yeah. I mean, Scream is really like Scooby-Doo for adults and even has some of the same actors in it. That's true. Um, that's true. <laughs> two, two of them, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's neat. But that is definitely the most Scooby-Doo moment where they pull the book and it opens a secret bookshelf like... Oh, I guess the other thing that doesn't really tie into Scream 4 as much, but mostly with the first three movies, is that this is really just the whole series of Sidney Prescott being punished for her mom being a slut. <clears throat> Which I don't know if that's... If these movies were ahead of their time in like being kind of anti-slut shaming, or if they were part of the problem like i don't know how you would i have a few thoughts on these oh sorry go ahead oh no i'm done i want to know what you oh sorry i thought matthew were you gonna (laughs) oh no i was actually just thinking i was i was that's i was like huh that is a good point yeah what what like what what were they going for (laughs) what did they accomplish kind of thing i think that's that's a good point go ahead i'm very curious okay so i don't have answers to those questions (laughs) but here's my 
thought process on these after rewatching them again. Um, I have a few notes. I'm just going to skip through them because I, I don't know. I, I dove right into this. I don't know. I just kind of, I was like, I see some patterns here. So the first movie, the motive for Stu and Billy to kill, uh, I guess to kill everyone, but also to kill Sydney's mom. So he starts by saying, um, like they, they call her mom a slut and that she was like, quote unquote, flashing her stuff all around town like she was Sharon Stone. After they, you know, make that known that that's why they killed her, as like an afterthought, he then says she had an affair with my dad and that broke up my parents and that's why I started this whole rampage. So that was kind of like the the secondary motive, but the the main focus here is that Sydney's mom was, I guess you know, she enjoyed having sex and lots of it. And so that she needed to die. Like that was kind of sort of kind of like the message that I feel is coming across here. I'm sure people disagree with me, but that's just kind of what I got from that. Um, Sydney herself throughout movies one and two, she's um, reserved. Uh, You know, Billy keeps trying to pressure her throughout the movie to have sex. Um, She finally does. And then he kind of faults her for it. Um, He also makes her feel bad for the way her mom like that her mom was promiscuous. But again, like going back to that whole thing that because she enjoyed sex, she's bad. But that's, it's a little more complicated because it's the killers who are saying this. So like, I know should we trust their opinion. And also I do like one of the things we didn't mention in the first scream is it does subvert the whole, the rule that Randy says that if you have sex, you die. And then immediately after that, right. Sydney has sex and she lives. Yeah. Oh, of course. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. And I, I so it's a, it is a little more sex positive than like some of the older like uh, Friday the Thirteenth, where like literally everyone who has sex in the movie dies like immediately after or, so, or during the sex. <laughs> well, that could be the point too, right? That could be the point they're making that the the killers are the ones that are uh, demonizing Sydney and her mom, but like the <clears throat> the whole thing is she did survive and she can live on to. Um, you continue be your own yeah person so yeah you know that that could very well be the message there um it's just it is interesting that these movies really focus on that and there is a hint of that as well in the fourth one and also the fifth one just like when when richie quickly says um oh and you were easy to have or it was easy to have sex with you but i guess that's a a positive thing or an empowering thing nowadays or something but again he's the bad bad guy guy. so right see that's the thing. If, if that's Billy Loomis's, Billy Loomis is a bad guy, right? There's no, there's not even, he's not a, not even like a, like yeah. a cool bad guy character. Yeah, he's just a bad, bad guy, right? So if yeah. that's his motive, then that wouldn't be the filmmakers saying, ah, this is his motive and gives him a good motive because he's such a terrible guy. But that being said, it would be kind of just a cleaner, neater sort of thing if her affairs are limited to Cotton, who gets framed. And then Billy Loomis, mm-hmm. Billy Loomis giving Billy Loomis's father giving Billy Loomis and his mom motive. That would have been just a cleaner sort of, you know, the, the other stuff wasn't really necessary because he had enough. Mo- he had motive enough already with just the the, the father affair. Mm-hmm. That would have been, mm-hmm. you know, especially in Scream Three. Apparently, there's a like as a joke in Scream Three where they have that home video footage of uh 
the mom with like cotton walking out and then like Billy Loomis's dad walking out of the hotel room. They, mm-hmm. as a joke, they filmed like every member of the crew <laughs> going out That's pretty That's pretty <laughs> of the good. hotel room one at a time. Uh, but yeah, screen by screen three, it does get a little ridiculous that, but then again, it's, it's not, we're finding out that she had a really troubled past. She was probably sexually assaulted De- at definitely one was, point. Yeah. Or multiple yeah. points. Yeah, they, they basically, they, yeah, they so, almost explicitly say it, right? That she was raped at hmm. a, at a, at a. Oh, at for a John sure. Milton, yeah. John, John, yeah, that's the guy's name. The what's the actor's name? Um, the Lance, Lance Henderson. Yeah. yeah. But what, what I don't is there anything about Billy Loomis's character that would make him anti? Sydney's mom if she was promiscuous, right? There's nothing about the character like there's nothing up to that point where he would have been just that his parents split up. Yeah, but that would be that's but, but she's the one who's right, she's the one who split them up. <laughs> he seems like the kind of guy who would like that kind yeah, of Yeah, there's thing. nothing like he's not like some moral majority kind of you know, that would have been uh, Yeah, you broke up my perfect nuclear family unit. Right. Well the whole motive is quite weak anyway, yes. but I guess he sort of says at the beginning, like, oh, she wants a motive or something like that. But it's like, yeah, kind of. Otherwise, why are you doing this? <laughs> yeah, and I guess Kevin Williamson said, like, he was kind of torn when writing it between, like, should is it scarier if the killer has a motive and a reason to do this? Or is it scarier if they have no motive mm-hmm. and they're just doing it because they're crazy? And so his compromise was like, why not both? <laughs> What if they have a motive, but it's like, it's so flimsy that really the motive doesn't matter. It's just an excuse. Yeah. And that definitely does make it scarier when it's, you know, that it's it's, just random. Yeah. There wasn't really a reason or it wasn't like a good reason. Uh, Stu didn't really have much of a reason though. Did he? Like he kind of do you think because I I thought the first time I saw it, I thought he was definitely like a closeted homosexual. Oh, I, for, I get vibes. I think he's in love for, with Billy. For Loomis. Billy, but watching it again, I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> I got that from Scary I guess Movie. They're making it a little bit vague on purpose. Mm-hmm. Scary Movie just makes it right. overtly obvious. I thought that was something I had missed. And then when I was like, oh, wait, that's just something Scary Movie kind of made up more than any. It's not something that was really that explicit in Scream. Scary Movie just sort of made the Ray character, you know, completely, completely closeted. Um, and, and, and then, but he's not though. He's like, no, you know, I just like the music. You know, that's that was actually one of the clever scenes from Scary Movie. But yeah, I had thought there was more mm-hmm. subtext within Scream that I just didn't see this go around. Um, you know, you can kind of read into. Yeah, that's how I was feeling. I'm like, oh, maybe he's not gay, Brian. But then he's also the character who's talking the most in earlier scenes. He's always talking about tits and right. like looking he's the- uh, lasciviously at, at, at women. Uh, so I'm wondering, like, again, was that on purpose from Kevin Williamson to be like, he's like this because he's actually gay. Right. Um, especially because uh, Amy and I, just before watching this or re- before recording this, rather, we watched cursed the other, the Kevin Williamson Wes Craven movie that nobody talks about because it kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that has like really young Jesse Eisenberg in it. Uh, and there's a character in that play by um, Milo Ventimiglia. I don't know if I'm saying his name right. The dude from Heroes. Yeah, <laughs> the guy from Heroes and Gilmore Girls, uh, who's like constantly harping on Jesse Eisenberg's character for being gay or a faggot or whatever. And then it turns out he's actually gay 
So in that movie, it's like overt <laughs> that, mm-hmm. that he's a closeted homosexual. So I'm like, is this just a, a Kevin Williamson trope that like the person who is at trying to act, who has the hardest case of the not gays is mm-hmm. secretly gay, but it's just more overt in a movie like Cursed because it's less subtle and more dumb. <laughs> to be honest, watching Scream again kind of gave me a new appreciation for just how much detail Scary Movie put into their parody. Yes. Because I mm. forgot, for example, that Tatum was Dewey's sister. Um, I forgot, a lo- like, they, they really did capture it scene by scene. I forgot how rude Gail was to her um, cameraman. And they yeah. have Gail Hailstorm, like, yelling <laughs> at her cameraman. Like, just, there was a lot, I actually, and I'm like... she. Uh... Uh, Tatum does call Dewey doofus at one point. Yes. She does. She does. <laughs> so, which um, I didn't and she undermines him in before. front of his in front of his boss. Um, and she also makes this weird comment about Billy Loomis when when Sydney's staying at her house, and she said like, and they thought he was the killer, and then uh, Tatum says like, I knew he was too perfect, and it's like, oh, yeah. why would you <laughs> say that about a your friend's boyfriend and b you think that he just murdered someone. Why is that the first thing that comes to mind? Yeah. So I don't know. I thought that was pretty neat. Also, I picked up on uh, Dewey's uh, station at work. I never noticed this before, but it just has a, like a bunch of really goofy shit, (laughs) like stickers on the side of his like uh, computer. And if you look really closely, he has a hat that says boob inspector and it has like two <laughs> boobs on it. That's, that's like funny. hanging from his, his uh, computer monitor. And I was like, that is so something that uh, doofy would have <laughs> on his computer station. So he's definitely like Dewey's character is the one who, who does grow and mature a lot the most mm-hmm. throughout the series and was probably my favorite part of scream five. Like, Mo, mine too. So, yeah, David Arquette is so good. He that. really is. He really is. It, it broke my heart when they had, when they killed him off. But I think they did it right. Like I think uh, again, I was talking with some rando on Discord about this earlier, and they they brought up that they they did a better job with the Dewey death than they did with the uh, uh, Randy death. But I think part of that, too, is that they had, like, six months to get the Randy death right in, like, 25 years for the Dewey death. So, and and Randy was, like, he was a loved character, but he wasn't, like, a legacy character that had been around for decades and decades. So, of course, they're going to treat the Dewey death with more gravitas, I guess. Um, but yeah, I think they did. I think they did a good job with how he was killed. And again, it, it does the same thing that they did in Scream Two, where it leaves you feeling unsafe for the other characters. I think that's another problem mm-hmm. I had with Scream Four. Like, I was never really all that worried about, uh, especially about Dewey, Gale, and uh, Sydney. <laughs> I kind of figured, even the first time I watched it, that they would live all the way through, and they did. Uh, I I didn't. I thought they were going to kill off Gail in Scream 4 when she um, sneaks into that party, the stab marathon. Yes, or the stab I thought so too. Party. Yep. I thought she was going to die there. I honestly did. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then she Maybe was- I did when I first saw it and I just forget. <laughs> <laughs> when I first saw it, I thought she was going to die. The second time, I obviously knew she didn't. So. 
It wasn't as suspenseful. Right. But the first time around, I did. I did think so. I really loved Hayden okay, Panettiere so in that movie. She was the death, I think. Oh, she yeah. was the death of the... Obviously, yeah, she was new to the movie. True. But she was like the sad death. You know, like the... Oh, no, don't... You know, not her. So I'm going to tell you something that I just read earlier today. There is a possibility she's not actually dead. There's an yeah, Easter I think Wes, Wes Craven said that she might have survived, right? He did. Or something. Yes, yeah. he said that. And apparently there's an Easter egg. You know when, um, what's his face? In Scream 5, Richie's watching that YouTube, that fictional oh, YouTube yeah, video. Yeah. Oh, with the dead meat with, guys. Uh, James, yeah, yeah, with James Janice. That was and, awesome. Yeah, so apparently there's a next up video in queue. I haven't seen this, so I want to go back and watch it. And it says uh, exclusive interview with Kirby. Uh, like Survivor, oh, yeah. So it's possible. I, I really hope if they do make a Scream Six, I I hope she comes she's back great. for that somehow. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she's a mom now. Like again, I don't know that much about Hayden Panettiere. There's one child on Wikipedia. Life. She's only 32, but that's that's like the weird year. Okay. That's Hollywood's so weird. That that's the whole searching for Deborah Winger thing where it's like okay well you're yeah, 30 now you turn 30 it's yeah. like you're you're 50 yeah we were thinking about casting years. you with, with a tom cruise <laughs> but you know you're just too old to be his love interest so we're gonna find some you know some israeli model who's you know t- 22 or something it's like wait tom cruise is 70 <laughs> you know <laughs> but yeah that's the that's the searching for deborah winger dilemma and you know Especially if you're in TV, because yeah, I guess people but... see her as the TV characters, right? Because those are popular shows. Yeah, but that's that's why I was hoping that Scream Four would be like her big jumping right. off point into more more film stuff because she's so good in it. <laughs> she's she's also probably my favorite part of that yes. movie. But I love him. I'm, I'm uh, uh... the whole cast of Scream Four. I think does a pretty good job. Yes. Like I, I like mm-hmm. Rory Culkin in it. <laughs> I can't I believe like, I thought uh... that was Kieran Culkin until actually the movie was over. They look the they same. They do, and like I wasn't doing the math properly because I didn't even like I said that that movie came out during a weird part of my life where I was still doing law and I wasn't watching a lot of movies and I just kind of it missed it. Mm. I just didn't. I didn't even know if see trailers for it. I just didn't know it existed. And so when I saw it much later, and then I saw it now, I was like, oh, that's the guy from Succession. And it's like, oh no, that that doesn't add up. The years don't add up. You know, he wouldn't have been. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> he was in uh, Rory Culkin was in Signs. Oh, okay. I he was like uh, uh, Mel Gibson's son. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't know. I don't really know him from anything else. Yeah, <laughs> like I... all I know him from is Signs <laughs> and Scream Four. Really. So who's, he's thirty-two. So Kieran would be older, right? He's a little yeah, bit older. Kieran's yeah, because Kieran's character in Succession probably was... like thirty-five, thirty-six. Right. 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 Yeah. 39 yeah because kieran did scott pilgrim right before rory did uh scream four and rory in scream four is supposed to be like high school age and he was probably just a little bit older than sure. that in real life like 20 ish let's see scream four and then kieran and scott pilgrim is supposed to be about 24 25 and he was probably again probably just over that like 26 27 i think he was one of the older people gotcha. on the cast of that movie but yeah, he he's also great in that movie. Oh yeah, so he's him... awesome. His his reveal scene is so good, and I remember that catching me the first time I saw it, and then even caught me now because I hadn't seen it in so long. I was like, oh yeah, that's right, that's what happens in this movie because I knew 
Yeah, I completely, before going back and rewatching these movies, I had forgotten so much. Like, the only one I remembered for sure who the killers were was the first one. So the right. two, three, and four was like a new Right. It was, a, it was actually a really great rewatch me. because of that. Because I was like, all right, I know Julia Roberts, sorry, Emma Roberts is the is the the main bad guy in this one. But I was like, wait, is it this guy with the camera or was it Hayden Panteri? And I was like, I'm not going to look on Wikipedia. I'm not going to spoil myself. Let me keep watching. And then I was like, oh, it was him the whole long. It was the Randy character. And he even says this time Randy gets the girl or whatever. That was cool. I love that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then she kills him. Then she's like, yeah, no, I'm the only star of this. I thought that was cleverly done, too. Oh yeah, I, I yeah, I love the scene at the end where she's it's kind of the the stew and uh Billy moment except she's doing it I to herself. I love that scene. Jump, that is so well the... done. <laughs> yeah. That's it's one of the it's kind of funny but also one of the scariest scenes just cuz she's so insane. Mm. Yeah. And she takes like, it like uh, it it becomes it's so over the top it becomes funny it be, like it's sort of like disturbing funny and then funny again because she keeps on doing it she goes on upping the ante and stuff I loved it, it was, yeah yeah when you think she's done she finds another thing to like slam into herself oh, it, was so or whatever. Funny. It, was so, it was funny and also fitting within the horror it was great it was great what, you, what I remember Amy you mentioned tonally you do you say four tonally was the funniest or had the the funniest sort of I think for me, three had the kind of the 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 the, the more slaps like you know the, the explosion death mm-hmm. and Parker Posey. Yeah. And I think that like you said, you like to rewatch three. I three was kind of like Looney Tunes. Yeah, and funny. I can see why you like to rewatch it because it is that kind of breezy, funny sort of movie. You know, it's not high art by any means, but it's fun to rewatch because of that. You know, it doesn't have sort of a. It is. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, I also think that the humor does, it, it's a different, it's a different tone, but I, I think it does carry on into the fourth one as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, um, Adam Brody and Anthony Anderson as the two oh, yeah. cops. The Bruce Willis um, line. Yeah. And like the, the dynamic between them and how they're talking about like, you know, who has to go and check mm-hmm. um, around the house. And it's like, Oh, well, if you leave, you're going to mm-hmm. die. And like, don't say bear it back. And like that, that whole thing I, I thought was very enjoyable. I liked um, I liked uh, Anthony Anderson had a fun death. I guess I feel like Adam Brody was just kind of dispensed with a little too easily. What, what happened? He just gets he just gets stabbed like one time in the back and oh, he's he, dead. Yeah, that's right. But then Anthony <laughs> doesn't he? Anthony, how does Anthony Anderson die? He shoots himself for something. He gets stabbed in the head and then he like kind of stumbles around for a bit, uh, which I thought was kind of ridiculous at first, but apparently Wes Anderson based that on an actual case oh. of a person who got stabbed in the right, like in their brain and continued living for like 20 seconds or something. Right. Yeah. His, his death is pretty funny, but I, yeah, I kind of just wish Adam Brody was in it more just cause I really like oh, Adam awesome. Brody. Yeah. <laughs> he's awesome. I do too, but yeah, I do think they, they, uh, they were a good part of that movie there and yeah, there were just, a few things I enjoyed, like when Gail uh, is sassy with the the the, de- the new deputy, and she makes her lemon squares for Dewey because she clearly has a crush on him. Oh, that's a great. And then you know Gail, yeah, and then Gail eats lemon squares, and and you know the deputy <laughs> won't let her see her husband, and then she's like, "Your lemon squares aren't even that good," and like it just she walks off. <laughs> Dewey is like, no, "She didn't mean that. They're really good." <laughs> <laughs> it just it was it was funny. I I, I thoroughly enjoy uh, different you know the. The back and forth I, I thought it was good. I thought it was a nice little callback too that in the fifth one, 
there's like a note on her fridge that says like lemon squares are in the freezer or something like that. There were so many <laughs> awesome callbacks like little, yeah, to the I, other movies in the fifth I, one. Again, on, on that Discord chat I had earlier, I, I wrote something like, if you want, if you want to know how to properly do callbacks and references to previous movies that are actually clever and don't feel forced or like shoved in like hey remember this like watch (laughs) screen five because it does it perfectly they're in there but you actually have to like like you said with that thing with kirby and the youtube that you would have to pause the movie to see that (laughs) i know because i looked it all up because i i knew i i saw a bunch of references and i wanted to kind of refresh my memory and but when I looked it up there's actually so many in there and I appreciate that so much which is again why I don't think there should be a sixth film because the fifth one goes back and references all the others previously Mm. and you know it ends like I just I don't and I don't want another Halloween kills yeah (laughs) (laughs) so done with that um but yeah like even even the the song the uh, red, red right red hand, hand you know that yeah. plays as well and it's just the fifth one really has so many um fun little easter eggs in there that reference all the other movies even gail mentions her bangs like i'm just like oh, oh yeah <laughs> this is just it's, it's it's good it's really really good um which is one of the main reasons why i really enjoyed the fifth one um one thing i, I just want to point out one thing on the fourth one i don't know if you guys noticed this as well did you find that there was like a kind of a weird lighting on the fourth one like the almost like their skin looked blurred like it's just like like oh, maybe was, that might even be like a high def transfer type of thing like i think if they don't if they don't transfer it right it can they're yeah, yeah, maybe it can look kind of blurry or fuzzy especially skin tones i remember seeing that effect in early 2000s with um there's this one movie oh my gosh who mila jovovich Remember she was in Resident Evil movies? Yeah. She was in this movie called Ultraviolet. Oh yeah. I've never seen it, but okay. I, I, but know. If you see, I remember the poster with her in like the white suit. <laughs> but if you watch the trailer or anything, you'll see like her skin looks like too perfect. Like it's all blurred. Like as if someone went in there and used a blur tool. Oh, maybe. And yeah. It. And I get I get a lot of that when I watch like almost as someone just put a filter over it. To make everyone look really... I'm wondering if it's because this was like the early days of... And I don't know if Scream 4 was shot on film or shot on video, but this was like when things were starting to switch more from majority of films being shot on film pre-2010 to like now the majority of films are shot on video on like the red camera or whatever Uh so maybe this was like a we shot the movie on video and people are going to see too many pimples and too many blemishes (laughs) so we need to go and use uh, after effects or whatever and then fix that up could be i don't i didn't notice that it could be i don't know i just it's something i noticed and i I'm not sure if any, maybe just me. I don't know. Maybe I'm, mm. but yeah. It's probably definitely something you'd see more in the high def. Mm-hmm. Like, cause we did, we watched it on Amazon prime, which I'm assuming is like a Blu-ray rip. So I thought, yeah, I thought scream four definitely did have better lighting and like better cinematography than scream three did though. Again, scream three, just so ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Everything about it is just so ugly. <laughs> I don't know. Anything else that you wanted to add about Scream 4 before we 
move on to the last one. Yeah, have we done this many movies before? It's like this is a, this is I think our marathon, right? Probably just the scary because the scary oh, movies sure. were fun, but we, we kind of breeze yeah. through them really quickly. Yeah, they're comedies; <laughs> they're just you know they're easy. This is more you know yeah yeah. And we barely <laughs> talked about the fifth one because it's garbage, sure. and this one, the fifth one, is, is actually, actually yeah. good and worth mm-hmm. watching. So I, <laughs> it's worth yeah. About. I, I like for the the end of the the end is really good. I thought the whole the hospital scene was well done. Where she's like, how does she know which shoulder? Shoulder? How do you say that? Shoulder? And uh, mm-hmm. you know, the yeah. he, he's like, oh no, and he goes back. That was that was clever. I don't know it, it was it's a, it's a good rewatchable movie. The uh, mm-hmm. you know the the first scene is I think the best of the whole series. Other than maybe Drew Barrymore, just because the first time, like, hey, Drew Barrymore's in this movie. Oh, no, she's not. You know, because when I watched the 96 or whatever, I, you know, yeah. I had no idea that she was going to be killed off so early. That was cool. Um, surprising. And, you know, this, I think, was the funnest beginning of, you know, definitely. So, yeah. Um, uh, great. I liked the, the, the opening scene from Scream 5, I quite enjoyed too. Oh, God, it was so brutal, though. It was so vicious. Yeah. Oh, the po- it, it was, was so realistic. I, I kind of like that, that about Scream 5, okay. is that it's the most, it's the only one uh, that went as far as the first one in terms of how brutal yeah, it is. Yeah. The first, yeah. We mentioned Scream 2 is a little bit mean spirited, but that's more like story wise. Yeah, and it's, it's more like the way Scream people are acting in the theater. The most stuff. intense. Right, right, absolutely. <laughs> Until Scream 5, I was like, oh, this one's actually about as intense as the first Scream. I'm actually. I was, I was surprised by that. Like, they didn't really go for humor. And I think I watched Chris Stuckman's review of it on YouTube, and I agree with him a little bit that his criticism was that. Uh, movies now are or horror movies now are a little bit afraid of being horror comedies because mm. I guess those types of movies just don't do very well so it feels like they kind of sucked the comedy out of it a little bit and and made it a bit too serious but he still really liked Scream 5 and I, I agree with him I think it was it the again the first movie has such a perfect balance in terms of its tone in terms of yeah. comedy and and uh, horror and this one was a little bit too far on the horror side. It could have been a little bit funnier. I was fine with like it. A to t- to tell you the truth, I was surprised by it, but I was not like, oh, I don't like it because of this. It was it was more like, okay, this mm. is where they're going. Even though the, the girl catching on fire then kind of goes in the other direction at the end, right? But, um, but Yeah, and it also makes no sense because yeah, you wouldn't, your whole body how, wouldn't catch on fire right. just by falling on top of a burner. Right. You would burn yeah, that you, specific. It wouldn't even body. be fire. You'd just be like your skin would be burned. Yeah, that that was it. Yeah. Um, the only thing I can think of with that, sorry to no. cut you off there, uh, Matthew. I just they do smash a bottle of vodka on her first. Uh, oh, they do. Okay, okay. I, okay. I didn't that. notice. Or I forgot about that. <laughs> so that could have. So that yeah, because that would that, that would, would ignite her. And there is there is a funny little like bit of foreshadowing. Uh, Again, where he's watching the YouTube video with James Janice, and he's like, oh, don't even get me started on uh, Ghostface's new weapon, and he's holding a flamethrower. <laughs> and in my head, I was like, I wonder if they're going to have Ghostface at the end, like, use, uh, like, spray paint or hairspray or something and make, like, a makeshift flamethrower to fight off like sydney with or something but they instead they lit ghost face on fire so i was like i I feel like that's a little bit of foreshadowing that there's going to be some kind of a fire 
death. But yeah, I, I enjoyed that part. I thought it was kind of a little ridiculous when she comes back at the end, but it's a screen yeah, movie. That, so. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was thinking it's, too. It's, it's a screen kind of movie. Expected. I would say... I guess you know, going along with... Uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. What did you think about the whole she's Billy Loomis's daughter? I mean, okay, they're tying into the first movie. Everyone's related to... The original victims, right? Because that's what the killers are. Mm. They have a weird motive in the end, which I was fine. I was actually, I really liked the movie. I like I said, I, I didn't mind the tone switch. I just was surprised by. It. I didn't mind the, I th- the plot was there. They they didn't like the stab movies, so they wanted to put them in a different direction. Yeah, I think that whole thing was that whole thing was kind of a comment on like toxic fandom yes. especially around uh the last jedi yes, absolutely because they mentioned that that stab eight was directed by i think they call him the knives out guy yes. so it was directed by ryan, ryan johnson, johnson. Sure. so this is directly analogous to uh the last jedi comes out and people either love it or absolutely hate it and then there's like there's a petition online to like remake the last Jedi, which is just ridiculous. Like I can understand not liking it, but trying to petition Hollywood to remake a movie you didn't like just cause you didn't enjoy it is mm-hmm. so dumb to me. So I, I appreciated that they were kind of commenting on that aspect of our culture. That's so prevalent now. Cause each of these movies is culturally relevant in its own way. Uh, so yeah I enjoy again I enjoyed that as a motive like you did I wasn't expecting it at all but I was like oh that's kind of clever because it is like a that is an an issue that we face today every everyone in the world has their own soapbox because of the internet and it's not always the best thing I guess does it make (laughs) sense that Billy Loomis has a daughter or is that does that just not this is just she yeah he has a daughter in this universe and that's we're gonna live like there's no I was going to say, too, that also relates to the whole, like, legacy sequel thing. Because they always have, in the legacy sequel, like in the Jurassic World (laughs) movies and the Star Wars sequels and stuff, they always have to have the old characters and the new characters are, like, related to them somehow. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think that's the whole reason for it. Because they they even talk about that (laughs) in the the one scene with, like, uh, uh, Randy's niece and nephew, which also love that they brought heather moderato back for one scene (laughs) i thought that was great uh but yeah they talk about like oh this is like a a requel and they have to have the kids and the original people like uh showing up and they're somehow linked together like i thought that all that stuff was really uh clever in this one so how old was billy loomis they were high school seniors in scream right yeah okay. yeah so he would have been i want to say he would have been what 16 17 possibly 18, yeah i guess around there so i mean it is possible because yeah. he would have been with sydney for at least a year it is possible that just before he got with sydney or jeering or jeering i guess and she wasn't putting he out, could so. have hooked up with someone else and got her pregnant so i guess i guess it could mm. like it could have happened yeah. You know, it's interesting that they decided to introduce that one bit of very important information to us now. But <laughs> right. I mean, they did kind of introduce Randy's sister in the third one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously yeah. Sydney has a cousin in the fourth mm-hmm. one. So it's not. Yeah. 
Like yeah, and I'm, I I like that they introduced it right away. Like they didn't do it like Scream Three, where it's the big twist. Yeah, at the end. I like that too. Like, oh, he was your daughter all along, like that kind of thing. Like it's immediately. It, I like that too about the the new Star Wars. Like they tell you immediately that Kylo Ren is uh, right. Han Solo and Princess Leia's son. Like right. they don't make it a twist. I appreciate that now because <laughs> I'm so sick of every movie trying to have it or like forcing a twist in there. Yeah. I, I like it when it's just like matter of fact, like, no, this is this person's son. We're just going to tell you right away in the first act. And then they, that character has to deal with that aspect of themselves. I don't know how I felt about like the whole thing of like, he was crazy. So she inherits his crazy like that. That's kind of an antiquated Hollywood <laughs> yeah, that's uh, version of mental illness <laughs> where like the, the parent was a murderer. So this person is like mildly schizophrenic or something that felt a little bit forced to me, but I didn't, it didn't really bother me that she was his daughter. What's the girl from uh, once upon what's upon a time in Hollywood. Was she related to someone too? Cause I, I guess every, like the, the twins are Randy's niece and nephew, right? Because Heather must yeah. the parents. Then the Dylan, the kid from Thirteen Reasons Why, is 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 the daughter. Oh, sorry, son of the sheriff. Yeah, like yeah, Marley Shelton's right. character from. Part and then four. what was was that? Because like, there's that scene where they're all talking about I'm a cousin, and like it was. I thought I don't know. So the was she not related then? The the actual it wouldn't make sense if she would be because she. I gotta maybe I gotta rewatch that movie. <laughs> I'm trying to remember how they introduced her. Like, was she? She was just friends with them, right? She was part of their group of friends. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't think she was related to anyone. Okay. But like, yeah, I, you, I would have. I would have to watch it again too. <laughs> I don't think everyone was related to legacy characters. Okay. Some of them Some were of them just. Friends. Okay, that makes sense. Now, what did yeah. you guys think of? Because I think Jenna Ortega is amazing. She's she's great in the show. You. She was great in Babysitter too. Um, I, I was not a big fan though of the one who plays the main character. What's uh, that? Well, Billy Loomis is because uh, I guess Emma. She, you didn't like her. I, I didn't dislike her. I thought she was a very passive main character. She was. I didn't kind of realize mm, that she yeah. was building towards yeah. like the main character until I was like, oh, okay, this is the main character. I thought it was going to be somehow come back around to Jenna Ortega or someone else. I just she was a very passive. Um, you know, the actress, the actress was fine. It wasn't a bad acting job. It was just a very kind of maybe underwritten role. Or yeah, Jenna Ortega's character was more interesting. Yeah. Even though we're supposed to be more interested in this character because she's like, uh, like Jenna Ortega is like her half sister, right. right? So she's not. She's not related Billy to Loomis Billy Loomis. Right. We're supposed to be more interested in this girl as Billy Loomis's daughter who's struggling with like her mental illness, but it never seems that much of a struggle to her. That was kind of my other problem with it. Uh She just sort of sees him in the mirror a few times and then she's like, ah, go away. And then (laughs) we're told that she apparently, you know, did some bad stuff around town and did a bunch of drugs. Yeah. But But it is just kind of like a side, like a quick little, by the way, I did all this. I'm crazy. And then she like left town. Yeah. I guess it's it's a a told not show. Yeah. I don't. I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like characterization through exposition. Um, 
guess. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm not a fan. Yeah, I'm not sure how else they would film that, but I, I'm not a fan. Yeah, I agree. I'm not a fan of how that went down. Um, I kind of see it as she's all because she's the reason why we're introduced back to like we see Dewey again. Um, she kind of brings the plot forward. Mm. Um, it's her little sister that was attacked. Um, so she's the one that tries to kind of do the investigating to find out what's going on. Well, she leaves, right? She's she's like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah like, and I was fine with that. She's like, nah, I'm not gonna help. <laughs> she's like, this is nothing to do with us. Me, Richie, and uh, my sister are leaving. I thought that was kind of clever, but uh, yeah. And every yeah. everyone else in every other screen movie stays when they just should leave. <laughs> right, like, Wait, why are you? You're not. This one actually found a clever way to yeah, to bring them back cool. by having cool. them be like, tricked. Yeah. Um. But I was going to say, too, like, I really appreciated the subversion that she actually survives the opening yes, killing. Like me that, too. That was the main thing I liked about the opening is that it actually it's the only one that really is connected to the rest of the movies mm-hmm. or the rest of the movie. <laughs> that was really well done. I will say at this point, uh, Sydney, Gale, I mean, Dewey as well, but they've been stabbed, oh. shot. Gail mainly. <laughs> Dewey so many says, times. yeah, I think he says he's been stabbed nine times yeah, or something. So many times. <laughs> and um that actually kinda oh yeah, no, he does. Okay, I was gonna say in the second one, he has that weird arm thing and a bit of a limp, I think. From yeah, his, his, his arm is a little bit yeah, um, like in the dead kind one, of, and then it's yeah. and then that kind of goes away. <laughs> yeah, then that's that's better, I guess. Uh the fifth one, I think he still does kind of have a bit of a limp too, which makes sense because from all his injuries that he gained while yeah like he should, he should be permanently paralyzed really yeah like he can still walk after that but well i was gonna say really really quick just in per in full disclosure too part of the reason i was having a little bit of trouble um you know being in colombia this movie came out in the states uh, about a month a month ago right uh according to wikipedia january 14th yeah month and two days yeah so i don't know if it's been released in colombia yet but where I'm living is theaters are not really. So I watched the uh, some Russian camcorder sort of thing. Um, so the, it was very, very local. Uh, you know, I definitely plan on watching it again because I did enjoy it, but I definitely want to watch a real copy. I just, for the purpose of this show, yeah. I watched the, what I could watch, which was a, a really, really, really bad bootleg. Of, of all the bootlegs I've seen, this was one of the rougher. Like people are talking in the audience. The guy drops the camera twice. It was rough. So, so that's why a little bit like, wait, what happened here? <laughs> you know. So anyway, so that was just a full disclosure. Um, um, and uh, okay. for the, I know for me, I'm I'm hoping to buy the box set that has all oh, five whenever nice. that comes out. Please, Dimension Films or whoever, <laughs> make a nice screen box set for me because I don't own any of these movies yet, and I would like to. Because they're are they doing that? They're not doing every other movie that we always talk about that comes out. You get like one day in the theater, and then HBO Max, and then I can watch like a real version here in Colombia. Yeah, but I don't. I guess they didn't do that. No, yeah, they didn't do yeah that. that was kind of yeah. They because they did that with Matrix. Uh, Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that no. happened a few times, and in the other movies that we talked about briefly too, like Power of the Dog and stuff, was you know Netflix immediately after you know. So any of the Netflix movies come out yeah. simultaneously, HBO Max movies. So yeah, it was kind of interesting that this one didn't follow that. I guess because I guess the Marvel movies do that too for whatever reason, right? Oh, Disney Plus. That's why. That's why. Uh, the, not at the exact same time, but after like a month. 
fuck. Shall I let the machine get it? Are you alone in the house? Bitch! You bitch! Where the fuck are you? Not so fast. We're gonna play a little game. It's called... Guess who just called the police and reported you? Sorry, motherfucking ass! Find you, you dipshit! Get up! I can't, Billy. Oh, you caught me too deep. I think I'm dying here, man. Got one. The police are on their way. What are you gonna tell them? Peer pressure. I'm far too sensitive. I'm gonna rip you up, you bitch! Just like your fucking mother! You gotta find me first, you pansy ass mama's boy! Fuck! Ah, fucking hit me with a phone, dick! <laughs> Fucker, where are you? Ah! Ah, you fuck! Did you really call the police? You missed your sorry ass, I did. My mom and dad are gonna be yeah i don't know i guess that's uh i guess the last question i would have because uh, that's really all i can think of for <laughs> scream five uh is how would you guys rank the scream movies Ooh. something i've kind of struggled with i don't know i have an idea Maybe if you want to i guess i'll start so it's kind of it's been tough because i really like all of them and you know what like even now i'm looking at the way because i have it written down worst to best and i'm kind of like i'm i'm on the fence actually but okay this is what i'll oh i don't know you know what i think i might switch this up a little all right (laughs) sorry I i can kind of i can say mine i guess all right um yeah, I would say for me, Scream obviously is number one. I feel like it's going to be for everyone. Then probably the newest oh, okay. one. We keep calling it Scream 5. It's, it's not called Scream 5. Called yeah, it's Scream, just called Scream. Which, yeah. <laughs> which they, they also make fun of that in yeah. the movie, which I thought was funny. Yeah. But yeah, probably that in second place, actually. I really enjoyed it. Like, again, there were a few things that didn't quite work with, like, the main character or whatever. But overall, I thought it was really enjoyable. Uh, then here's where I, I have a hard time because Scream 2 and Scream 4 are about even for me, actually. Like, I really, I thought the second one was pretty good and got most things right. And then the the fourth one, you know what, I'll put 4 above, just above 2, barely. Like, four, 2 would be, like, a 7, and 4 would be, like, a 7.5. Okay, so almost uh, because I like I like the characters. Yeah, I just like the characters a little bit more in 4. I just feel like maybe tonally 2 was a little bit better. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, then 4, then 2, then 3 in last place. Now, is 3, what would you, is 3, like, a 5 out of 10 or 6? Like, is 3 way behind the other 2? Yeah. or For you. No, like I would, I would probably give three, like probably a five or a five and a half, okay. <laughs> if I'm allowed to do that. Yeah. yeah, and then two, yeah, two and three or two and four, like I said, would be around a seven. The first one would be like a nine, and the fifth one would be like an eight. Interesting. All right, that would be my ranking. Um, 
Okay, Amy, are you you've been moving yours around? <laughs> I've decided. <laughs> yes, after listening to okay. you and think giving it some more thought, I finally uh, <clears throat> made my decision here. So, Scream is first. Um, so just that again, kind of obvious. Yeah, kind of obvious. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be weird to have something here. else. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was undecided about this, but I think I'm putting Scream four in second place just because mm. I really like it. Um, I enjoy like you know all our all all our legacy characters still survive, which I like. I enjoy seeing them on screen. I, I enjoy all the characters there. Um, I like the funny you know dynamic between Gail and the deputy, and uh, and the two Adam Brody and and um. Anthony Anderson. So I like the comedy in there too. I think it was really well done. And I think I don't necessarily need, know that we needed a fourth, but I, I'm glad it exists. I think it's a, it's a good one. I can go back to and watch. Oh gosh. You know what? Even as I'm saying this, I'm still not 100%, but I'll just go with what I have written here. Uh, I'll put scream five as my third choice. It's, it's a fun little revamping of the movie. It follows all the same, structure as the first one which i really like i love i like the uh multiple easter eggs in there so was the first one um focused on sticking as many horror movie references in as possible this one seems to focus on sticking as many references to the other four films as oh. possible which mm. it's it's i think i can rewatch it and find way more easter eggs again and again probably it's it seems like there's a lot I kind of like that we're introducing new characters and a new perspective on the franchise while keeping our legacy characters. I'm sad that Dewey died, but I felt that this movie came hard. And it, it you know, if, if, if I felt that maybe the second one was lacking and a little more, um, you know, gore, this one definitely wasn't by any means. It was, uh, it definitely, it definitely came hard with that. Um, and it surprised me like when they kill Dewey, for example, I, I truly did not, it, it was up until when he said, wait, I have to go shoot him in the head that I was like, oh, damn it. Damn it. Yeah. They're going to kill him off. Like, but up until then, I was like, no, they're going to survive. The third one is going to be in fourth place for me because and uh, mm. which means that the second one's in last place. So the reason why is simply because, again, the third one, I watched it a lot when I was a kid and it's I enjoy it. Um, it's a it's a, a movie that I could watch over and over again and and find um and be entertained by really like um, in spite of its flaws yeah kind of like i actually yeah. to be perfectly honest i kind of that's, enjoy pointing those out too like it's kind <laughs> that's of that's kind of how because i was talking about return of the jedi earlier that's kind of how i feel about return of the jedi mm -hmm. like it is very flawed again as most third movies and trilogies are but I kind of enjoy that it's a little bit goofy and yeah. flawed. Yeah, I kind of like that too. <laughs> and then Scream 2 would be the last place for me. Not that it's a bad movie. It's just that overall, I feel like it's my least favorite. I just, I, I feel like maybe, I don't know, it's missing something. Or again, to me... It's a little bit too, it's a little too long. It's the longest out of all five of them. Mm -hmm. And it's there are parts of it that are a bit of a slog. Like it, it doesn't have the best pacing yeah. compared to like the first one mm -hmm. or the fourth or fifth ones especially mm -hmm. uh probably in that department it's the worst one actually now that i think about it but <laughs> yeah i still like scream 2 obviously more than you did but 
Uh, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's fine that we're a little uh, have a little bit of a different opinion in our rankings. What would you say, Amy? As far as your like, if you were to do a number, like th- the three and f- two, are they close, or is it like a, a full step behind, or is it kind of almost a tie? No, I'd say they're close. Okay. Let me think here. So, when <laughs> when I first had this, I actually had Scream Five and Scream Four as a tie. Um, Cause to me, I was like, you know what, maybe they're like, I, I, I put them both and uh, I guess like the second place because to me, I'm like, I think I enjoyed them the same. Like overall, I think I, I, I think I would like them the same amount. Whereas the third one and the second one, those, I switched them around, but those definitely have like in it like their place in in uh in the list i made here so if we're going out of 10 i'd say the third one is maybe oh my gosh like if the third one's like a seven the the second one's like a six like they're close close, yeah all right Mm -hmm. well i have obviously one first that's uh and i would agree that's like in the nine nine point five um you know, this stuff just, and it holds up so well, just really, um, you know, there, there's, there's no, you know, there's, it doesn't seem dated at all. What would be 1996 would be 20, gosh, 26 years ago. I was a, I was a freshman in college 26 years ago. That's scary. <laughs> no, uh, that definitely holds up. It doesn't feel dated like some other movies of its time, or even some of the sequels feel a little bit more dated than itself, which is kind of interesting. But anyway, um, I would say four, two, Four as the second. I really enjoyed Four. Enjoyed it on the rewatch, even knowing everything. Really loved the cast. Um, oh, it has the girl from Community in it too, which, uh, speaking of Community. Oh, yeah. yeah. Awesome. yeah. She's awesome. Um, now, here's where it gets a little bit tricky because, like I said, I saw Five in this weird handheld, but I really liked what I saw plot-wise and what I could follow. What I did miss was I missed mostly the visuals and stuff because I was watching a very blurry version of. Dialogue was okay. You know, that came in through okay. Plot was fo- easy to follow. Just a few a few drops where I was like, wait, what? Okay, but mostly I could follow the plot easily. So anyway, five was very, very good. And I would assume I would have a much higher rating for it on a re- if I watched it for real. So I would say five is the third and I just can't really put a number on it because I didn't see it real. Now, three, three and two, I would kind of like, like you said, I think it's a, it's a little bit closer than I would have thought. I think two, I didn't like two when I was, you know, back in 98 or 99 when I saw it, but I liked it better this rewatch. Three, I don't remember what I really thought of it, except I remember I think maybe I was biased by all the bad reviews. I was like, oh, this is the bad Scream movie, <laughs> and just sort of watched it without even thinking too much. But I actually enjoyed the rewatch too. Like I said, it was a very breezy, fun, kind of fast. There's nothing like objectionable about it. You know, there's nothing like, oh, this is so boring, or this is so this or so that. You know, it was fine. So I probably go two, three but they're actually both quite good. They're both hold up. They're both fun. And um, I would say I enjoyed them more now than I did 20 years ago, um, knowing what I know now. So yeah, that would be, what was it? One, four, five, two, three. One, four, five, two, three. And they're all good. They're all, they're, they all go from exceptional to good and sl- good slash fun. Even if it might not be a great movie, it's a fun movie. So that's mine. Yeah. Oh, TV show. TV show is really, 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 really bad. I hate it. The TV show 
<laughs> I've never. I only watched the first episode, and I didn't like it's, it, so I haven't. I didn't watch past season that. three, which is a totally different cast, different story. Is okay. It was like a something I watched when I was doing some translation work in Medellin, just to have in the background. It was fine. Season one and two is just a brutal, uh, ugly. Just the 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 death scenes are overly like it's almost like watching a torture porn movie some of the things you know people are tied up to their bed and like there's jigsaw style traps it's just so bad it's it's a it's a terrible tv show it's not good okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm glad you brought it up because i completely forgot that there even was a scream tv show but yeah and they don't i don't even think they reference that in the in the new movie at all they oh, just, no. that's the only part of the scream mm-hmm. franchise that they just pretend it doesn't exist unless that's what stab eight is supposed to be. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, but yeah i guess that's a, about it we've already talked for entirely too long so <laughs> five <laughs> I, movies is a lot to talk about <laughs> yeah yeah i was gonna say i think for this episode i'm just gonna skip the talking about what we've been watching lately we can do that in the next episode um but yeah i guess we can talk about uh or announce what we're gonna do for the next episode continuing with the horror theme uh we'll be talking about uh the texas chainsaw massacre franchise but focusing in that one at least i'll we'll focus mostly on the first two films uh although like we did with halloween we can kind of touch on the rest of the series just to it'll be interesting to look at because there's a new Texas Chainsaw movie uh, coming out on Netflix in like two days after we record this so by the time I release this it'll already be out and be reviewed and stuff so uh, yeah we will be looking at that next time but I guess that's about it so uh, for hold off we will go hold off (laughs) Look, I'm tired. For a hold up, I will be signing off, and we will catch you next time. Oh, now that's in poor taste. What? If you were the only suspect in a senseless bloodbath, would you be standing in the horror section? Well, it was just a misunderstanding. He didn't do anything. You're such a little lapdog. He's got killer printed all over his forehead. Okay. Really? Why the cops let him go, smart guy? Because obviously they don't watch enough movies. This is standard horror movie stuff. Prom night revisited, man. Yeah? Why would he want to kill his own girlfriend? There's always some stupid bullshit reason to kill your girlfriend. That's the beauty of it all. Simplicity. Besides, if it gets too complicated, you lose your target audience. Well, what's his reason? Maybe Sydney wouldn't have sex with him. <laughs> what, she's saving herself for you? Maybe. Now that Billy tried to mutilate her, do you think Sid would go out with me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't at all. No. You know what I think it is? You know, I think it's her father. You know, why can't they find her pops, man? Because he's probably dead. His body will come popping up in the last reel somewhere. Eyes gouged out, fingers cut off, teeth knocked out. See, the police are always off track with this shit. If they watch prom night, they'd save time. There's a formula to it. A very simple formula. Everybody's a suspect.